Blog Talk Radio. So, so you want to live in a, in a white-only country? Not necessarily white-only, but a country that is clearly based on a European model in which whites will basically remain the overwhelming majority in perpetuity. Okay, how do you achieve that? Well, that's an excellent question. Donald Trump has got some first good steps in mind. Mm -hmm. He wants to make sure no more illegal immigrants come into the country, and he wants to make sure that all illegal immigrants here go back. He wants to end birthright citizenship. He wants to put at least a temporary ban on Muslim immigration. What happens with, with Asians? What happens with uh, African-Americans? What happens with Latinos? What happens to my You presented people? me with a very limited view of the United States. You're saying the United States is a place anybody can come and turn it into anything you want, and the people who built this country and established its institutions, if they glimmer away, so what? You are promoting a process that would reduce my people to a minority. You want more power for Latinos. That comes at the expense exactly. of my people's power. We're 17% of the population, right. and we only have three senators. So therefore, yeah. we don't have the political representation that we deserve. And you want more and more and more? Of course, because we only have how three much? senators. How much political? At this point, 14 senators. And 50 years from now, how many would you like? Let's talk about 50 years from now. In 2044? Yes. White, non-Hispanics will become a minority. Yes. Is that what you're afraid of? Mr. Ramos, it's fantastic for you, for my people to lose power and become a minority. That's fantastic for you. How does it feel for because me? Because it is our country. Our country. country our it, country. Is, it is our country. <laughs> Don't you think we both have the same rights in this country? I think that despite this nonsense in the declaration about anybody being anyone, the me, white people, the white people... We are all created equal. No. What you want to do is change this country into an entire nation in which white people will become refugees in their own land so if, you what, if your vision comes through. You don't want to live alongside Mexicans. Now, why is it wrong for me not to want my neighborhood to change? You'll if be, my neighborhood is European, if my neighborhood, they don't, have, they don't, they don't uh, keep chickens in the backyard that crow at three in the morning. What are you they talking don't, about? Uh, that, I'm that's talking a complete about stereotype. Mexican. That's a complete stereotype. Yes, and stereotypes are all true. That's a they? racist stereotype, what you're oh, saying. Oh, racist. Give me a break. What are you going to do with the thousands of Muslims? We certainly American don't. citizens who are serving in the military. I'm the sure that we just couldn't possibly survive with all those Muslim Navy Rangers. Yes, I'm sure that's true. That is not right. No. I'm talking you about cannot make Muslim. fun of people who are saving our lives. They want special holidays and special food. In so if you don't like their religion, you don't have to join them. That's fine. Well, no, but, they are. But, wait, wait, but, also, not... but you can't discriminate against them. Simply because you... Of course, anyone should have the right to discriminate against anyone he wishes. And the point is... But not, 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 not by the law, Mr. Taylor. You can't do that. I think the law is absolutely incorrect. Do you feel that whites are superior, are more think, intelligent uh, than blacks? I think, on average, whites are more intelligent than blacks, and North Asians are more intelligent than whites. How can you All say that? Is, how can you think otherwise? Uh, Mr. Taylor, Why what evidence would, would you have to think that uh, a pygmy is, on average, is just as intelligent as a Dane? Why would you think that? The entire record of history is completely consistent with the assumption that black Africans are less intelligent, on average, than Asians or Caucasians. That's, that's, that's absurd. That's no, repugnant no, no. and Wait, absurd. Repugnant to you? Yes, of course. Why, why would you even entertain the possibility that, on average, a pygmy is as intelligent as a Japanese. The comparison that you are, are trying to make, yeah. it is simply impossible because of historical circumstances, because economic conditions, because of the movements. We have to be willing to say to all those who are non-European, we wish you well, but this territory is for us. 
and sorry. We have the right to be us, and only we can be us. So you want me to leave? Under certain circumstances, yes, we would ask you to go. Unless whites are prepared to exclude people, then they will be shoved aside. That is the fate which I will fight until my last breath. My, 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 my goodness. Can y'all believe that? <laughs> anyway, we'll be back. We'll be back, folks. I'll just open up the show here in a second. This is going to be uh, a Nigerian um, praise and worship team responding to that foolishness, really.
everyone, I want to welcome everyone to another episode of this Fossil Stone Network. This is Brother Seth coming at you on December the 3rd, 2019. The Hebrew calendar, that would be Kislev 3, or the 3rd of Kislev, 5,780 years, to those that are interested. Anyway, folks, I do want to welcome you to another episode on the Blog Talk um, uh, uh, platform. And this is the Five Stone Network. Brother Seth cranking about 440 shows now, somewhere around there. Uh, Folks, tonight we're going to be talking about something that's very, very, very controversial. So be careful what you hear tonight. Be careful what you hear anytime, really. Be careful what goes in and out of your spirit. That's all of us, you know. a lie is something hard to shake. A lie is something hard to shake and bring into bondage. And speaking of lies, one of the greatest lies ever told is that of white supremacy. And tonight we're talking about why many devout Christians are white supremacists, including blacks. And um, many people have trouble with that topic that title because a lot of you feel like, oh, black people can't be racist. You know, you have to be powerful to be racist. I've heard people say that. I don't buy that. I know what they mean when they talk about a a racist has to have power. But, you know, when somebody gets killed by one of these skinheads, the skinheads have no power, and yet the family is grieving over their son. Skinhead didn't have no power. He didn't run nothing. So I disagree with that. Um, definition of, of a racist. I know what people mean to say in terms of it is a global power, and if you don't, if you're not connected with that power, you can't be a racist. I don't. I disagree with our black philosophers on that. I think anybody can be a racist anytime you are uh, number one buy into the concept of race based on the color. That make you a racist. I think all of us go in and out of it. To tell you the truth, if you was born in this country, brothers and sisters, <laughs> you can be a racist. Because of what has been put in you. You know, we weren't born in the kingdom. We was born in America in the midst of a very racist society. And everything we were taught was biased pretty much. And uh, how can you not be racist? So I think to the degree that white people practice racism, so does blacks. I just think with us we have a little better uh, edge on them because we live around so-called black people. We see that we can do things good. We see that we can't. We're up close, uh, up close and personal with, with so-called black people. And so some of those lies don't 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 weigh on us as strong uh, than they do whites that are never around blacks and they just bleed a whole barrel of worms. But some of us that are not around blacks or that are around us but don't open up to so-called black brothers and sisters, aunts, neighbors. There's some black people like that. They don't, they introverts. They house a lot of those lies. As a matter of fact, in the so-called black community, this is not to pick pick on or beat up the victim. For sure, we're not going to do that. And I want to play that song again because I, I really believe we cannot make it without the Holy Ghost. My goodness, I like that. But folks, listen. And that was by a Nigerian praise and worship team called Spirit of Praise, by the way. Those of you that want to check that on YouTube. But folks, listen, if all you're taught is by racists or people that don't want to be racist, 
but themselves were brought up in a racist system. Sometimes some of y'all professors and school teachers and pastors and so forth, they don't want to be racist. They speak out against it even. But ask them where were they educated. And in this country, we was taught everything bad about Africa, everything bad about dark-skinned people. We know every lie in the book about what's wrong with us. But when it's, when it's time to talk about what's great about us as a people, when it's time to talk about what great things we've done, we, we don't know. We just, we, we, we just missing in action. So is it no wonder why we don't trust each other? Is it no wonder why we don't even like ourselves? Is it, is it no wonder blacks and whites, excuse me, is it, is it no wonder among black people the self-hate has been going on in the war with light skin and dark skin and so-called good hair, which I, to this day is 58 years old. I don't know what that means. I know what it means, actually, but I mean, I don't. I, it makes it don't make no sense. Is what I'm trying to say. But 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 people are serious about their good hair, and bad hair. Will fight you over it to this day. I'm talking about so-called conscious people. Still say good hair, bad hair. You still got us calling each other a name, a, a horrible, horrible name uh, 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 that come from the mind of Satan, off the lips of white males. We call it each other a certain name, and we try to butter it up and all that. I mean, we, all of these fragments of white supremacy are still all over us, folks. How do we think white supremacy is just white people? It's beyond my mind. A lot of white people don't have no KKK hoods in their closet. They just went to the same schools you went to, and they try their best to, to get along with so-called African Americans. They have friends that come over. I'm um, not talking about the people. So my best friend is black. Not those people. I'm talking about so-called white people that really do engage with African Americans. Uh, some of them went to, uh, did things like went into the army and, and developed friendships, and, and, and some of them were close, uh, close neighbors. And everybody's not uh, 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 fitting the, the profile that, that's in our head. A lot of our white brothers and sisters is not like a lot of. We can't lump them. Is what I'm trying to say. So. Tonight, I want to show a very vicious and evil, evil uh, system in our country called idolatry. More specifically than the word idolatry is white supremacy. White supremacy is nothing more than the worship. Here goes the definition. I'll turn this down just a little bit. But here goes the definition, in my, in my opinion. It's the worship of whites or their culture or their mind or anything that's attached to them more so than you seeing the greatness in yourself, esteeming their education education system over non-white education system, esteeming their mind, their reasoning, their this, their that. Now, I'm not sleeping now. If somebody goes and exercises a muscle over and over and over, obviously, they're going to be stronger than you. So if whites have went and educated themselves, of course they're going to be smarter. But I mean out the gate to think that they have a better this or a better that uh, and to think that you can't attain what they can attain with the training and the environment that they come up in. There are some blacks under the sound of my voice, so-called blacks. Again, I don't ascribe to any people being called by color. That's ridiculous. We'll talk about that tonight. Uh, but folks, listen to me. This is so serious. I cannot even can't even slow it down. I can't. I, I'm just. This is so major. We have got to understand white supremacy and what it is and what it's not. It is a philosophy. It is not a people. It is a philosophy. It is not a people. It's a philosophy that benefits the people. 
And because some of the people won't say no to the benefits, we try to lump them all together and have an attitude. But, you know, uh, if you was white and some things was coming your way and you were struggling, you would probably take it too. I know you would. So white supremacy, I attacked the, the giant that I talked about some shows ago, having seen from the father, is a system. It's a, it's a pack of lies. It's a theory that have crippled humanity, not just so-called white people. It has crippled white people. It benefits them somewhat initially, but in the end it hurts them. It hurts their family. It hurts their precious children. Notice how I said that. Because they are precious. There ain't no hatred in this show tonight. I ain't hating nobody but the, the enemy. The enemy to me is the flesh, that part of us that craves evil, that part of us that craves evil. The Bible talks about it. That's our number one enemy. More problems have been done by ourselves to ourselves than anything outside of us. The second would be, uh, I believe, uh, uh, lies that we believe have harmed us, deception, which is part lie part truth, have harmed us and did not have no information, have helped us. Again, lies, wrong information, complete wrong, false information, sometimes just just wrong information, those are lies. Uh, deception, half and half, half truth, half, half lie, have harmed us, I mean destroyed us, some of our lives. Parts of us would never be um, uh, mended back together because of what deception of lies have done. And then ignorance, oh my goodness, the scripture even speaks out on that one. says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. So when there's ignorance, there's pain. When there's lies, deception, there's pain. This is an enemy for sure. And then the next enemy is evil spirits. Evil spirits, entities that don't have bodies, that's influencing our world. They've been here since the beginning of time. Folks, those things, those entities, any combination of the two can create a, a physical enemy where you actually see someone. Um, uh, I'll make sure I'm being heard. I just heard, I just heard a little something. Hold on, hold on a second. Let me bring, bring on our moderator because uh, I'll make sure I'm being heard. Okay, Brother John, your line is now open. Air code nine seven two eight zero five. Brother John, what's the program? Can you hear me? Okay, brother. I hear you just fine. What's good, brother? Uh, I'm doing okay, but before I bring you on, I just I just heard a little noise on my line. I want to bring you on to make sure I'm being heard. So I guess it's somebody trying to call me. But let me come back to you here in a second. No. Well, go, ahead, go ahead and say hello to the people. I'll just go ahead and uh, and just introduce you to everybody. But what I need to finish up what I'm saying. But go ahead and say hello, everybody, please. Again, this is our moderator, our forward Texas, brother John Clark. All right, another week, five smooth stones. All those persons who have taken the time to listen in or call in uh, or hit the link, whichever the case may be. Um, Happy to be able to spend time speaking with you all, hoping that you all can call in and give us some of your thoughts and insights, especially after hearing what you heard. Uh, It's ludicrous for me. It's it's one of those things that it's going to take a lot for me to even respond to such. It's it's silly. and it's, it's unfortunate that we got to spend time having this type of discussion, but that particular threat is a real threat, and that's the reason why Brother Seth wanted us to have this discussion. But philosophically, it's the most foolish thing I've heard. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Brother Seth, back to you. <laughs> yes, 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 and Brother John is right. It is foolish to us because we are enlightened. 
We are full of the truth. We're full of the word. But John has studied, and others have studied. But I've actually talked to some so-called African American uh, brother, uh, brother John, that actually uh, feels like all of these things that these white supremacists you're going to hear tonight, brother Jerry Taylor, death. You're going to hear this, brother. You will not forget this name, Jerry Taylor. But folks, I promise you, listen to your brother. I'm serious. Everything these white supremacists believe, there are black people that say the same thing. I kid you not. I kid you not. They don't get it. They don't understand it. It's silliness to us because we're enlightened, but you would be surprised. Remember this, folks, and then I'll bring my brother John and and Brother Dan as well as Pastor Christy. Everybody's in the house. But i got to say this. i got to let this foundation really quick, like in hopefully a couple of minutes, no, no more than a couple of minutes. So listen, brothers and sisters, check this out. Check this out. How can we not be racist? Think about the average white person you work with or go to, you know, to the laundromat or the, the grocery store with. We're, 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 we're entertained by the same. We see the same billboards, the same messages, the same subliminal, this, subliminal, that. We go to the churches, they preach the same thing, the same Christ, same white images up in our churches, same, 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 same. We enjoy the same ministers, some of us, some of us go to black churches, but then once we have black churches, we go back to the employees, employers, employees, I mean employers, where we have the same environment, we hear the same jokes, the same lies. How can you not be, like I've said for years, a white man or a white woman? I cannot wrap my head around this. How can black folks think they're different? The only difference is if we're like white people that spend a lot of time with black folks and they know better because they got black friends. That's how we are. But I don't think uh, we're black like African black. One more thing, one more thing. But like Africans look at themselves. I work around a lot of Africans. Believe me, there's a big difference. When they think of home, they have a home. They have a flag. They have a song. They they see black folks do things uncomprehendable in their country. Build skyscrapers. They're not trying to build a skyscraper. Trying to own a business. They've been doing it for thousands and thousands of years, and they know that. We haven't seen that. When we see a black person doing something, we're like, oh, look, there's a black person. They don't understand it. I talk to them. They don't get it. Pastor Red Pandy traveled with me. He, he tripped on me when I was in Papua New Guinea, and I saw black black billboards. I mean, I've seen blacks on billboards, but I ain't never been in a town or a country where I see nothing but blacks on billboards. I've never seen that. I've never been on an airplane where the, all the pilot is black, all the flight attendants are black, and they're normal about it, and they're running the plane. It's a good, smooth operation, and everything's first class, but it's black. I'm saying, yes, we are black when we look in the mirror, and we're more, I understand what we're trying to be. But there's a reason Africans and us don't get along, because there's that white supremacy inside of us. So all all this shows tonight is, because we have people that love the Father, and I think this is a threat to our relationship with him, to be honest. That's the most important reason we have in this show. This white supremacy inside of us is a threat. Yes, we're talking about Jerry Taylor, and from him we're going to be able to see ourselves, some of us, in some of these lies that we're going to try to dismantle with the brothers that's going to be on tonight and the callers. Folks, this is serious. It's idolatry. It's wicked. It's evil. It's destroying us. It's destroying our kids. It's been destroying us. It's been destroying our kids. 
The Father is resurrecting us as a nation, and this has to be dealt with, and that's why this show is on program for tonight. I can't say it no other way. It's just as simple. The truth will set us free. Lies, deception, this idolatry comes to steal, kill, and destroy our self-esteem, our relationship with the Father. We look at him cockeyed like he's pro-rights more than us. And here's another thing, last thing I'll say is this. If we don't understand what's behind white rage and the white people and what they're trying to do, uh, unconsciously some of them, they just believe it. If we don't understand why our people are in cahoots with them, if we don't understand, we will begin to give them more power than what they really deserve. If we don't understand the most high has come against us, but we believe this thing is up now. It's been 400 years. We believe our time has come. There's a changing of the guards going on right now. And... A lot of them, a lot of people are upset that that the benefits from white supremacy. They are upset. A lot of our people is not declaring it like a lot of they. A lot of our people is not pushing it like they are right now because we don't benefit, and they don't really. But immediately they benefit, but in the end they don't. But because we don't benefit, we're not pushing it like they are right now because they smell a changing of the guards and there's a fear and a panic. Folks, I kid you not. I kid you not. Going back to the uh, Nigerian worship team, and uh, we'll turn over to Brother John. Okay? Again. Uh, folks, it's a serious program tonight. Go ahead, Brother. Okay, so, yeah. I wanted to jump in early on because just from a personal standpoint, I feel like it's important that everyone makes a distinction between racism and prejudice or prejudging. Um, And the reason why I say that is because for me, um, I can honestly say that some of the sentiments that Seth explains uh, I've, I've never embraced, never felt that way, like how Seth was tell, tell us, like we've all been exposed to the same system, and I agree 100%. But to me, what it created was more of a prejudgment as opposed to a racist attitude toward black or toward white. And I'm going to explain to you quickly why I believe that is. To me, I know. I knew. Based, I guess this is circa uh, third grade. Roots come out, and you know. I'm just now starting to experience the first hint of racism, um, and I knew what took place on that movie, and I knew what my older cousins were saying. They already were having all types of conflicts in junior high and high school, but I'm just in the third grade. Well. From the first grade up until that moment, I literally, it, it, I literally was always very, very competitive. And there was a particular instance in third grade. I went to a school where there were only four black, <laughs> four black people. One of them was my brother. One was my older cousin, and one was this little girl in first grade. But it was, it was a, it was a Baptist private school from, from uh, first grade all the way up through the 12th grade. And in this class, we were studying our times tables. And th- again, I, I'm just giving this anecdote to bring home a point. We studied our uh, times tables, 
and then the teacher says, okay, we're going to do a, a, a contest. I'm going to flash the card. She had flashcards. I'm going to flash the card, and whoever answers it first, the multiplication table, they get to move to the next person. So you're like standing next to a desk. You move to the next person's desk. She said, every time you pass three people, you're going to get one of these little caramels. Y'all remember those little caramels with the little see-through plastic uh, wrappers? Okay. Well, I started out, and basically I lapped that class two and a half times before I got sat down by uh, <laughs> this one redhead kid. And then when they came back up to me, I got back up and lapped it at least another one time. I don't know how many caramels I had. And my point is this. Because people have not experienced black people, quote, unquote, they oftentimes will prejudge us because that's the way we are as humans. You have to make an assumption to live in this world. But that is not the same as they see me as a black person and they feel that they are superior to me. That's the difference. That lady if she still felt, it, and I'm not saying that she ever did, but if she felt like black people were less than subordinate to white people, she should have learned a very valuable lesson that day because I put foot to behind in that class, and I always have in all aspects. And you definitely, did, did, definitely didn't want to run the 50-yard dash. It looked like a bunch of little white kids chasing little black kids across the field because we – develop quicker, as you all probably know. So please make that distinction, racism and prejudice. I am full of prejudice because I have to make assumptions based on what I see, but it, until I deal with that person, then I can set that prejudice aside. It is very natural. White people, black people, we all do that. You make assumptions until you get the real deal. But racism means you got the real deal and you just think that your race is superior or that or as a black person you think that we're inferior. And right, so that's, that's all I really want to right. Yeah, I just wanted to bring that out. Good point. I'm glad you brought that out, brother. That's, that's very true. I love that it was powerful what you just said. The verse the, the very the, the very end was I like that even the most because if you thought, if you'd never been around white people and you have this self-hate that you see among our people, all kind of crazy things. One day I'm going to do a show on it, and I promise, I guarantee you, my co-hosts, as well as the callers, are going to be shocked. Not that they don't know, know what I know, but I, I've been focused on this thing for a long, long time, and I see it every day. The black self-hate is there. Sometimes we don't say stuff like white power, white power. We don't do that. That's not what I mean by white supremacy. White supremacy can be someone that just don't value themselves, and when you go to find out why, Oftentimes it's because they're looking at whites or they're looking at this other culture and they, they don't even know what they're doing. They're just doing it, following this other culture, and they feel like less than. And they, so, you know, self-hate, all this shooting in Chicago, why don't they have value for each other? Where did they get that from? Some of them would say, man, I don't know about no white friend. I've never been around no white friend. No white friend. I don't know what you're talking about, nigga. But if you say, why don't you value your brother? You keep asking questions. You keep finding out their history. They don't see themselves equal. I asked one guy that was a gangbanger one time, why don't y'all go downtown and, 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 and steal real cars? Why are you stealing cars from your brothers and sisters? He, you know, it was a fear of the white man. It was a fear, you know. And, and, and so 
it was it was it was it was uh it, 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 we just don't all I'm trying to say is and I because I gotta go to our co-host here uh, uh Pastor Chris and Brother Dan I'm coming uh but what I'm trying to say folks is oftentimes our lack of value in each other and 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 and, and uh, the things we do to each other has a foundation that was taught this this lack of self-esteem was taught. Uh, subliminally just simply not seeing African Americans in a positive light over and over and over just seeing us serve, 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 serve that's a part of white supremacy it's not just somebody hollering white power, that's not white that's just a part of it and I'll, and you know, anyway let's go to the phone lines and let's bring on uh, the other uh, co-host we have of course Brother John is moderating tonight to the show tonight, we really appreciate him and all that he's done over these months. Brother's done an excellent job, and he will do an excellent job tonight. Pastor Chris, coming at you, area code 682552. Are you there, brother? I'm here, my brothers. How you gentlemen doing this evening? Doing great, brother. Good to hear your voice always. How you doing, Pastor Chris? I'm doing good, my brother. Y'all got a hot topic tonight. And I think it's going to be very, very interesting. I might even talk a little bit more tonight. <laughs> well, we hope so. <laughs> we hope so. We hope so, brother. It's always good to have you on the show again. The pastor Chris is pastor of Alethea Temple. And we're going to go back to the phone lines and bring on our other co-host, and that's Brother Dan, who is uh, the owner of uh, Gospel Tracks. Wow, Brother Dan is serving the Lord longer than I have. And uh, been walking this walk a long, long time. I respect him dearly, as well as what he do with tracks uh, being distributed all over the world, really. Brother Dan, welcome to the Fossil Stone Network. How you doing, brother? Brother Dan, are you there? Brother Dan must have us muted. Uh, so let's come back to Brother Dan. But anyway, uh, Pastor Chris, any words of what you've heard so far? Yes, yes. Well, you know, the only thing I would like to say is that as as African, and I'm just using, you know, just the general term, but African-American Christians, melanated Christians, many of us don't know the beginnings of the Christianity that we serve, which is Western Christianity, and the purpose it was put out there. And that's part of our major problem because the religion was put out there for a specific purpose. And most of us don't know why it was put out there and why it has the, the, you know, has us like we are. And that's one of the major problems is the theology that that Europeans developed subject to them to be subject to them. And it, and it really has to do with a, a whole lot of twisting things around, taking things out, adding things that will fit their purpose. And that's why, you know, a lot of us, like you were talking about self-hate and all of that, because we really don't understand the Bible or the gospel message of Yeshua. And and that's why we are kind of confused and act the way we do. Hello? Well, yeah, you, you're there. Uh, I think uh, okay. Brother Seth may have popped off there for a moment. But well, well said, um, Pastor Chris. You know, from the time that we began going to that Friday night Bible study, you've uh, 
you dropped a lot on us, and it's like it just for me. I'm actually at the point where I want to hear more and learn more because um, some of the stuff that you stated, we I just personally was never aware of it mm-hmm. uh, when he was speaking, and he's saying things like, uh, "If you look throughout time, Caucasians." have always been more intelligent. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, like, y'all still haven't figured those pyramids out. You guys want to say that Pythagoras or whomever the case may be was the father of mathematics. He was a student of mathematics. He was a student, like right, takes, you know. Exactly, he was a student. And so, well, as a matter of fact, he, you know, that's one of the problems, you know. It's like uh-huh. he put in his own biography that he spent 22 years in Egypt learning mathematics. So what is he the father of? He's the father of exactly. maybe taking these principles to Europe and to Greece exactly. and to Rome, but he is not the father of mathematics. It's like Imhotep, exactly. an Egyptian brother, was the mm-hmm. father of medicine. And, you know, Hippocrates was a learned medicine in Egypt. Right. See, and that's my point, because it's like that stuff right there, and, and, and just so that everyone knows, on this given uh uh, show one and show two, I'm actually going to create um, flashcards on Quizlet.com, which is a, I have an account there, and I'm going to create flashcards because the reason why is that when this this particular person says things that the average person cannot refute just because they're not well studied enough, and even though I don't want the quiz cards or the the flashcards to take the place of study, I think that everyone should be armed with a reasonable understanding of how to refute the foolish ideas that people will embrace if you did not say anything. If you don't have the ability, I'm sure everybody can remember when somebody said something, called you a nigger or something when you were younger, said something, and you didn't know how to respond because you just had not come across it, and you think about that every couple of months, (laughs) wishing you could go back and refute that. I did it when I first was a mortgage loan officer, and there was like, uh, what is that? What 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 was the, uh, they they had special programs because mortgage companies were redlining. And this one white kid uh, in the company made a comment about, yeah, you know, this, this, that, the other, because, and he made a comment about the fact that the people of color were being protected or whatever, and I I didn't respond. I just listen. If I only knew, if I only, I wish I could go back. I probably would have got fired that day, y'all. <laughs> y'all, I'd probably be a gym I, teacher, I, y'all. I feel you. Yes. I I I I want to say this really quickly, brother John. As far as uh, brother Pastor Chris and brother Dan also, who's now joining us, brother Dan, um, welcome to the show, brother. Appreciate you. Uh, uh, you you there? Yes, I am. Thank you. What's good, brother? Hey, hello, everybody, quickly, because we got a moment. Hi, John and Chris. How you doing, brother Dan? I'm doing fine, sir. All right, again, good brother Good to Dan, hear your voice, my brother. And y'all, forgive me for kind of rushing it, because we got five clips, and I want to play these. you got to hear them. Listen, I want everybody to think about something really quickly. This is a little different. This is not like somebody trying to say black folks can't do something. This is not trying to. This is not somebody saying black folks is uh, illiterate. This man believes black folks are smart. They're just not as smart as whites, and they're not as smart as Asians. 
to look different. This man did not believe that black folks didn't have a good history in Egypt and all that. He just believed that the white man is the one that built civilization today and that it, you got to hear, let me just play the clip and you'll see what I mean. It's a little different kind of a racist, I promise you. It's not your typical, niggas go to hell. It's not that kind of stuff. <laughs> right. It, it, it's a completely <laughs> different, and what he is doing, just really quick by this, because I think, help me, I think it's a typical racist kind of a, no skinhead, no, 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 no. This guy say things like, do y'all want blacks to be around forever? And you say, well, yeah. Do you want blacks to increase in power? You're going to say, well, yeah. Hispanics, do you want Hispanics to increase in power? Yes. Do you want Hispanics to be around forever? He said, yes. He said, what's wrong when I want white people to? Why when I want an all-white some is racist? And then he'll be looking at stuff going, uh, duh. That's what he's doing with people all across the country. This brother went to a black college and mopped the floor with those black students. I kid you not. They didn't have no answer for him. He talked with the, 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 the you need to hear the debate that he had with Nasik, uh, te- uh, help me out with the name, Pastor Chris, uh, the Hidden Colors author. This gentleman. Oh, uh, Tariq Nasheed? Yes, sir. This this gentleman got this brother in a position where he actually said, y'all were, you know, smarter. I mean, I couldn't believe he was saying that. He was basically saying, y'all are, y'all are more powerful. And I was like, I know he's going to come back. All the things that Pastor Chris just said, and Brother John is going through history, different M hotel up and all this, this brother know about that. But it's the way this right. guy come at you. You'll see what I'm saying by this after this first clip. Everybody ready for the first clip? We ready. Okay, here we go. Check this out, folks. Jared Taylor, author and um, American Renaissance uh, director, president. Um, first, tell me, How's President Trump doing so far? I give him about a B minus. Why a B minus? Because he has not done some things that he promised to do that he could have done very easily. My biggest reproach against Donald Trump is that he has not repealed the executive amnesties that he promised to repeal on his first day in office. That's something he could do without any kind of court interference, without any involvement of Congress, and he has failed to do so. That, to me, is his biggest black mark. Tell me what those executive amnesties are and what you were hoping he was going to achieve. The one that's best known is the DREAMers. It's called DACA. That's the acronym for it. And what it means is that people who were brought as children illegally into the United States have legal status. I don't think that they should be treated any differently from illegal immigrants, which is what they are. They are recipients of stolen goods, if you will. They did not come into the country under their own motivation, but they were brought here, and they are here illegally, and they should be treated as illegal immigrants. Obama decided that they should be treated as essentially legal residents, and he did this by executive order, which I think was unconstitutional. Donald Trump called it unconstitutional, and he could revoke that executive order simply by signing a piece of paper, and he promised to do that his first day in office. That didn't happen. That didn't happen, and it doesn't look like it will happen. Let me ask you, in a, in a perfect world, in your mm. perfect world, yes. when Donald Trump became the candidate, and then obviously became the president, but when he became the Republican candidate, yes. what was your biggest hope? I supported Donald Trump because the effects of his policy would be to reduce the dispossession of whites. That is, to slow the process whereby whites become a minority in the United States. 
I never had any illusion that that was the reason for his policies, but that is the effect the policies would have had, expelling all illegal immigrants, taking a hard look at Muslim immigration and perhaps stopping it, also building a wall to prevent any further illegal immigration. He was going to look and attack, look at and attack birthright citizenship. I mean, most Americans just don't think it's right if a rich Chinese woman comes to the United States, has a baby, and is now the mother of a U.S. citizen. Or if a pregnant Mexican woman manages to get across the border and has a child for free on our dime in the United States and becomes the mother of a U.S. citizen. He promised to go after those things. He has done nothing about birthright citizenship, and he's waffling on the wall, which was his real signature issue when he was on the campaign trail. Unhappy with him? Disappointed? What are the feelings that you have about what's happened so far? I am disappointed in Donald Trump. Now, of course, he's vastly better than the alternative, which would have been Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton would have been beavering away, trying to legalize every single illegal immigrant, not just the ones who came over as minors. She would have been opening our doors. And by the way, he's been interviewed by Sarah Sidner, Sarah Sidner of CNN. Coming to the United States, she would have been welcoming Muslims uh, as wholeheartedly and as warmly as she possibly could. So there's a real difference. But Donald Trump could have done much better, and perhaps he will. But he is certainly falling down on the job, as far as I'm concerned, at this point. What is your vision for America when it comes to race? I don't want my children and my grandchildren to become a minority in the nation that their ancestors built. They're likely to become a despised and hated minority at the way people are being indoctrinated now to think that whites are responsible for everything that's ever gone wrong for non-whites anywhere in the world, any time in history. Just as in Israel, Israelis have a right to maintain a Jewish minority. In Japan, the Japanese have the right to maintain a Japanese majority. It's the same for Nigerians. It's the same for practically every non-white country. It's only France, for example. If the French wish to remain a majority, they're somehow hateful. Likewise, what is wrong with white Americans wanting their people, European stock, to remain a majority in the United States? We'd never voted to be dispossessed. We never voted to be swapped out and replaced by another people. This, to me, is a great injustice. But the answer to that is the Native Americans who never voted to have the whites come over. So I what agree. do you say to them? Because ultimately, they're brown people, right? The history of the United States is a terrible catastrophe for American Indians. No one would deny that. But if their dispossession was a catastrophe for them, why is our dispossession a good thing? It was a choice, right? Coming over to this country was a, was a yes, choice. Yes, it was a choice for the American Indians initially as well. But, yes, we came here. Now, of course, the American Indians were slaughtering each other. They were taking each other's territory. It's not as though they were pristine and pure in terms of... Right, so were the Europeans, though, to of be course. fair. They've yes. been at war yes. for a very long yes. time. That has been the way human beings have operated up until, really, the 19th century. And when European consciousness really dominated the world, we decided, well, that's not such a good thing. And we gave up our colonies in the 20th century, it is really European thinking that established this rule that you should not invade and take other people's countries. But what is happening in the United States today is a peaceful invasion, a non-military invasion, which white Americans have the power to stop 
but I've been psychologically disabled and are unable to say, no, sorry, this is a country that our ancestors built for us, and we wish you well, but you must flourish in your own countries. Whites are unable to say that, and, if, and unless they are able to retrieve that capacity, they will be essentially shoved aside by others who have a very vivid sense of their own demographic destiny and will reduce us to a minority. And the same thing is happening in all white countries at a greater or lesser rate. Why is that a bad thing? Do you wish to be displaced if you are a national majority? Why do, do you Japanese think you'd be displaced? Displaced? Yeah. At what point is it legitimate for whites to decry a policy that is making them a minority, when we're only 25% of the population, when we're 5%, when we're zero? Why is it wrong for whites to wish to remain a majority just as the Japanese wish to remain a majority in Japan? The Japanese know that their society will change in dramatic ways if they were to let in every Pakistani, every Iranian, every Filipino who wanted to come in, just as American society is changing. It's changing in ways that in their bones Whites do not care for, and that is why they move when the neighborhood turns Mexican or black or whatever it is. They dare not say so. And the United States is increasingly becoming a nation in which it's full of those neighborhoods where whites do not wish to live. Is this a good thing for them? It's not a good thing, but they have been browbeaten and terrorized to the point where they dare not express their deepest sentiments on this subject. Let me ask you about that, because expression, obviously, in this country is a, is a, is a right. Um, people are supposed to be able to express themselves freely. Yes. I, I want to ask you about your ideology. I mean, do you think that the ideology of, of a white country, a white supremacist, is something that's actually creating the problem of people of being all, unhappy with, with you and fearful of you? First of all, I completely reject the term white supremacy. White supremacy presumably means the idea that whites are to rule over people of other races. I have no wish to do that. I don't know anyone who wants to do that. I simply want the opportunity for my people, people of European origin, to be left alone so that we can pursue our own destiny. I you think don't we think that's happening already? You don't think that's no, happened? No. If we become a minority, our destiny will be taken out of our hands. The, the ideology of the United States today is anybody can come. The United States is up for grabs. If it becomes a majority Hindu country or a Muslim country or an African country, who cares? Because anybody can become an American. If it becomes a majority Hindu or Muslim or African country, it will no longer be the nation that my ancestors built and had in mind to give to their children. Obviously, it's changing in ways that I consider to be in the detriment of my people and my culture, and we deserve a destiny just as we have a heritage. I want to ask you about young people. Certainly. Um, do you think college campuses, for example, should be integrated? I believe in complete freedom of association. If a private university wanted to have a campus only for blacks or Asians or only for left-handed duck hunters, that should be their business. A government institution cannot discriminate in that matter. Private institutions, I believe, should absolutely have that right. But on college campuses today, there is a uniform view of whites, that whites are the devils of American and world history, that we are to blame for everything that's ever gone wrong, for non-white people, for women, for homosexuals, anywhere, anytime. This is a poisonous ideology. And this is why so many young whites 
who are part of our movement are hopping mad. I think that sometimes they express themselves in intemperate ways. But when you have been raised, right from kindergarten on, being told, you people are bad. You have no right to be proud of who you are. Once the scales fall from your eyes and you see the double standards that are operating, you have every reason to be hopping mad. When you say hopping mad, has that anger grown among white students, for example? Unquestionably it has grown. Why? Look at for the reasons that I just told you, because they're being told, and they're being told, every other group has the right to be proud of their heritage. The idea of whites taking pride in their heritage, this is considered white supremacy. That's the very word you use. This is considered to be an abomination, an immorality. Once they realize how suicidal this double standard is, they have every right to be angry. When it comes to um, the double standard, I, I will tell you, I never learned that all white people were devils and that they're the creation of everything bad and they've ruined everyone's life in school. Where, where are you getting that from? Oh, look at accounts of what are being, what's being told on campuses. Check your white privilege. They have special safe spaces for non-white people, dormitories, cultural centers, so that they can be protected from the malevolent influence of whites particularly white males. It's the rage on campuses now to have whiteness studies, and it's not a celebration of whiteness, believe me. It's an attempt to instill in whites a sense of guilt about who they are, so they will become what are called allies in this process of destroying white supremacy, that they are part of an unfair, exploitative nation, an exploitative system, simply because of who they are. This is pervasive on college campuses. They take the lead. 
when you think about what they did in China, what they did in India, what they did in Africa, what they did in Native, you know, here uh, in the United States with indigenous people, what they did, like killing off 10 million, um, I forgot what the name of the tribe, Arawaks down in the Caribbean, you know, Indians, black Indians. You know, I mean, how can you, if you know history, how can you not deny that Western Christians have not done anything, and I'm talking about Eurocentric, European Christians, how can you deny, not all of them, you know, we're speaking in generality, how can you deny why people would not like you? You think Native Americans got a good thing to say about you, the Chinese, the people from India, people from the Caribbean? Everywhere they've been, they have not enhanced civilization of the people. They have dominated and killed and genocide. So first of all, you know, that's why on college campuses, all you have to do is tell the truth about it. What have you done around the world that you have friends and people that point to you and say, hey, we were, we, we were worse off, but when the white man showed up, we got better off. You can't find any, even their own people, you know, you know, because uh, and, and then, you know, uh, in other words, it's like he, he they built this country for their offspring. What about the Native Americans? Didn't they want the same thing? Don't they deserve the same thing? You, so you came here, genocided people off the land, took it over, set up your government, and then you then all of a sudden you forgot that you you took this. You gave Indians blankets with, with, with smallpox virus on it to help help kill them off. You killed off the buffalo, you broke treaties, you stole this land from these people. And now when God has decided, and I'm going to just say it like this, God has decided that it's time for your population to go down and the other non-white population to come up. We didn't, you know, we are, it's not like we are taking it by violence. You know, God has control over how many children you have and if you're going to be fertile or not. So why is it that all of a sudden the white race is having a trouble with fertility and, and having children? And the people of color around the world are very fruit, uh, fruitful. So that's not, you know, you can't say that. In other words, we're not taking it over by violence. It's the will of God that our numbers are increasing. And, I mean, I could go on and on, but I know other people have things to say. But I'm going to yield right now because we got five clips, and I know we got about an hour left, so I'm going to be quiet at that point. <laughs> we, appreciate the, we, we appreciate the diplomacy, uh, Pastor Chris. Uh, very poignant points you made there. Brother Dan, do you got anything you want to add on there? Well, actually, I watch television and stuff, and I have to say, um, Pastor Chris basically stole, stole a few of my lines, I was going to say. Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> what they say, what he say, like he took the words out of my mouth. I, I'm listening to right. it. That's what I was going to say, you know. But that's good, though, because he's very aware. I think that the, the, um, the um, person that's doing the show, um, I, I mean, the, um, that we listen to, uh, his biggest fear is that that he believes his race can become a, a minority. But the reason why they become minority because other races want to have more children. And if you do have more children, then and others have less children, then the ones that have more children are going to be more affluent as far as people. And um, 
So I agree with what um, Chris, um, Pastor Chris was saying, that it, it just happened, and they didn't expect it. But I also would say this, that the um, in, a le- in legal um, people who come into America, not by through the immigration, um, they had a part in it too. It wasn't all natural uh, 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 um, um, born because, you know, one time that uh, African-American was the second biggest race in America. And uh, that's, that's changed because when you people are coming into our country, it's illegal. Well, then, and they don't come in naturally. The births are not coming in naturally then they're going to outnumber the people that that's here, especially, and they have um, big families too. So I agree with Chris, but also I want to say something else about the intelligence. Uh, I don't know. I, I hear not putting the uh, uh, African-Americans uh, on the same level of intelligence, and I, I find that uh, um, very different. When you, if you look at Martin Luther King, he had a PhD. You have to have some kind of intelligence to get a PhD. Also, you know, there was a time in America they didn't believe that uh, African Americans can 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 be their quarterback. Warren Moon proved that, but he had to go to Canada first. They also didn't. Well, right. They also didn't believe that uh, 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 African Americans was intelligent enough to play golf. And Tyler Woods proved that. Dan, if I may, uh, uh, just don't want to interrupt you, though, but we do have a question of hand up. Uh, Mario, I'll let you handle it. I need to comment at some yeah, point, we, though. We can, we can definitely get that question. All persons calling in and who have questions or comments, uh, the rules, so to speak, still remain the same. When you come on, we're going to want to find out your name, where you're calling from. Uh, then we are going to want to know what it is that you are wanting to do, whether it's ask a question, make a comment, and then the purpose of that, if it was to refute something or just to expound upon something. I do want to apologize because whenever we are dealing with people that we are familiar with, we don't normally go through that particular protocol, uh, but we will. It's just like, you know, I'm used to Brother L or uh, Sister Donna, or, or someone calling in that I'm familiar with, and so we don't go through that protocol, but we will. That was just an oversight on my part. So um, the last thing is is that when you let us know the reason why you're calling in, um, then just tell us how much time you need so we can always be able to stay on top of it. Um, so with that being said, Brother Seth, please go ahead and go to the line. Okay. Eric code eight one seven three five zero, and if you can't talk, we'll give you no more than about three minutes, just because I want to comment and we want to go back to the clip. We got five clips, so make it quickly. But your your line is wide open. We'd love to know your name and where you're calling from, please only. Uh, greetings. This is uh, Apostle Malachi Reynolds, Fort Worth, Texas, pastor of the Lost Foundation Lights. How's it uh, going? All right, all right, all right. A good topic. Um, uh, as uh, Pastor Chris was saying, I, I think that it's uh, it's a fulfillment of prophecy. Apostle Malachi, yes. If I may, in the spirit of what I've just said, if you could just let us know if you were looking to expound upon oh, yes. or ask Coming. a question, and the uh, brother Seth has already dropped three minutes on it, 
Yeah, and I apologize because you're a regular, but at the same time, I don't want persons to ever say like, "Well, you didn't make him do it," <laughs> because you know that's coming, right? So go ahead, yes, sir. Awesome Malachi. What, what, whether you had a question or a comment, and, and, and whether you were looking to expound upon uh, something said already. A comment. A comment. Very good. Uh, and, and the purpose. Uh, just to uh, lay on back on what Pastor Chris was saying uh, to give people a more so clarity. Thank you so much. Un- Go ahead. Uh, as the Pastor Chris was saying, you know, uh, uh, we have to look at this in the context of the prophecies of the Bible. The times of the Gentiles are near f- fulfillment where uh, uh, the Most High, or God, he is uh, uh, bringing their uh, time to an end. Uh, remember, he told our forefathers coming out of Egypt, he told them that uh, when the times of the Moabites, uh, the Canaanites, when their iniquities had become full, you know, uh, the Israelites yeah. would dispossess them. So uh, the times of, of, of the prophecy of the rule of the Gentiles is near an end. And the Most High is uh, doing it uh, not by might nor by power, but by his Ruach. In other words, uh, uh, by demographics, as Pastor Chris was so eloquently uh, breaking down. And uh, another thing I want to just expound on briefly as my uh, three minutes expire is that uh, we have to understand what rights of We have to understand two things. In order for us to understand white supremacy, we have to understand racism. In order for us to understand white supremacy, we have to first understand racism. And that's all I want to say. Thank you very much. Good topic. Well, appreciate well you, said. brother. Appreciate you, brother. Well hey, thanks thank for chiming in, Apostle Malachi. Yes, sir. Hey, Apostle Malachi, can I say press one with your hand to go down, and you can come back on. We got you, Pastor Chris. I'll call us more than once. Your hey, line is now hey, on. I, I know it's not my turn, but I got something. Can I say something that's going to take about 15 go, go ahead, Pastor Chris. Seconds. And I'm just Go what Dan was saying. Uh, but, you know, uh, uh, white people have been the minority on the earth forever. Like, it's, it's, it's 12 non-white person to every white person on the planet. And it's always been like that. You know, it's actually gone up. But we've all, they have always been the minority of the people on the earth. And that's all I had to say. And I want to say, and I promise y'all, I promise you, if nothing else, watch what this gentleman's going to say. It's going to come in the anger. I guarantee a lot of y'all have not heard before. I know y'all think, oh, this is a typical race, typical race, but the white man beat up on the white man. No, 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 no. Here's what I mean by oh. what this gentleman is saying is not your typical. Okay, hold on, sorry about that. We'll turn that down and, and stop that. But listen, one thing real quick before we go to the next clip. Folks, think about this. Chew on this. And actually, I would love to know, uh, maybe no more than about a 30-second response from all of y'all on this. This is just my question to my to the co-host. And I'm serious with this. If that brother said, if God made people white, if whites are people, I don't believe they are. I don't believe that they are bona fide people based on their color. They are a group of people, just like handicaps. That's kind of how I look at them. Handicaps is a group of people. But they're different races. There are different, there's, there's all types of people. Diabetics are a group of people. But they're different races. To 
Peru's pigmentation is scriptural. It's in the Bible. I don't consider that a people because the thing y'all have in common is y'all have lost pigmentation. I know y'all have had babies with each other, and in generation to generation, I understand that. But Europeans, the way we look at them, is an extension of somebody. They didn't just pop out of the hills of Europe. They come from somewhere. So I think the problem, the, 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 the fundamental problem, if I ever debated Jerry Taylor, would be where are you getting from that white skin is a race based on a color, is some God-ordained, and that you have to protect it? Because here's what you need you running up against. Folks. This is why people are losing debate against him. If God did make them, he's going to get you if you say God made, you know, you know, he made us all red and yellow, black and white. No, he didn't. He made brown. And white skin come out of brown, and brown mixing with that albino trait get all these other colors. Now watch this. If God really made white people white, he wants them to be white like a people that's based, that's who they are, he's right. We should not mix. We're destroying what God made. And that's what they say. That's what they, that's the biggest argument. Miscegenation. Just mixing, mixing, and we'll be destroyed. So I'd like to go around to, to Brother John first and Brother Pastor Chris and Brother Dan. Did God, does God authorize them to be a race? Because if he did, it's like the Israelites deserve to exist. That's why they mixed among themselves. But, but, but I mean, they was Israelites. They was a bona fide people. But think about this while you answer, answer that question. And please, if, if I could ask you that of you, if I may, 30 seconds, something like that, some quick response to go to this clip. But folks, listen. If love erase your people, if, forgetting, if you say, I just want to forget about all this color stuff, I'm tired of hearing it, I just want to just love everybody, I think we should just all love one another and forget color. Are you aware that the Klan, the white or Aaron resistance, and all these white uh, American renaissance that he represents, all these white Spanish organizations, there's over 1,020 of them. Do you realize they don't want that? If we be colorblind and love everyone, they don't want that. And they shouldn't want that if it erases them. You've got to go a little deeper. Do you want black skin to disappear from the planet? You probably say, I don't care. Well, that's a good answer. That's the correct answer. All I'm asking y'all is this. If love erases you, if being colorblind erases you, you got to ask a second question. What preserves you? Oh, that's the first question. If, if love erases you, being colorblind erases you, what, what, what sustains you? This is why Dr. Francis Chris Wilson so eloquently put it, neatly full of them, talked about how they need corruption. They need for you to be a nigger. It's a need. They need for you to look like an animal so that people won't mix with you. They need every one of those lies told about us so that people won't mix. And this is what Dr. Francis Chris Wilson was saying in closing really quickly, is that that is why we are suffering because they're trying to survive. They can't have their women knowing the truth about who we really are. 
We can't have that men and boys girls knowing the truth of what this dark skin really is because they will prefer it, which will be their annihilation. Please comment, uh, Brother John, in like 30 seconds, and then Brother Pastor Chris and Brother Dan, if I could ask that of y'all, and then we go to this next clip, which is powerful. First of all, the white and black is a, a social construct that was created. There is no white or black. Biologically, there's only human race, not a white race, not a black race. All white people and black people came from different nationalities. They are nations. You can track them back to nations. And so when he says things about Indonesia or India or China, well, he's naming nations, but then he says, if they want this, why shouldn't white people want this? Well, you're not a nation. <laughs> you, you, you are, you are a, a, a you ha, you are immigrants to a land mass that became a quote unquote nation, which is really a anyway. I won't even go there. Which, by the way, one last statement: if you think about people who are immigrating, and you have a two year old, is the two year old immigrating? The very word immigrating lets you know that they are migrating. They are moving. That child is not moving. That child is being moved. And so it's like it's ludicrous that you say, hey, they're illegal too. Well, they're only illegal if you make it a law that they're illegal. The fact is that they didn't choose to come here like you chose to come here. You're illegal because you came and you ruled with the iron fist. You ruled with bullets. And that's – matter of fact, if you take bullets out of the whole – out of history, their rule would not be what it is today. Gunpowder and lead is what put them in position. And guess who gave it to them? The most high, most high allowed it. Satan gave that to them. And so that's how they run it. And they continue to be persons who worship power. Powerful. That's the reason why people are upset. And I apologize because this is more than 30 seconds. That's the reason why people are upset because over the last thousand years, you guys have done nothing but kill, as Pastor Chris explained, and oppress people. It's not like if, if you became a minority that we're going to do the same to you. You're afraid of that because that's your nature. And this, again, it's not all white people. It's that upper echelon that's pulling the strings. And trust me, white people who are not there, you are not them. They don't look at you like you're us. They use you wow. against us and us against you. And you actually think like you're fighting for white power. No, you're fighting for them who will soon create the one world government and you would have just played right into their hands. I'm done. Powerful, brother. Powerful. Pastor Chris, you want to jump in and get that? Yeah, real quick. Uh, I'm going to agree with Seth, you know, about Dr. Francis Crest Welsing, about the Crest theory and Neely Fuller and all what they said. But basically what they both said was that the black male can wipe out their race. And that's why they fear black men so much. That's why we are the ones going to jail. We are the ones that are oppressed because they realize that if there was a lot of integration and, 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 you know, interracial dating, that their race could be wiped out. And I'm going to be honest. I, you know, I understand that. I understand that. But on the other hand, it's like 
the the good book tells us as Hebrew Israelites we weren't supposed to integrate marry within people that we are we are oppressed by or live with. It was like Hebrew Israelite to Hebrew Israelite. It was no such thing as you know like when they were building the temple in in Ezra and Nehemiah and all that. You know they right. found the book of the law and they read it and had all of the men. Gay, they got they they got convicted, and all of the men gave up their foreign wives and children, because God looks at us like you are a royal priesthood. I don't want you intermixing with everybody, and don't intermarry with the people that you live among, unless they Hebrew Israelite. And 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 that's that's my comment. You know that's that's enough said. I think. Well said. Well wow. said, brother Dan. Do you want to comment on what wow, brother wow, said? Wow. Yeah, I just want to say that there's only one race, and it's the human race. And anybody that's trying to um, divide the race is is causing problems. There's only one race. It's the human race. And that these other countries that majority of them, like Asians or, or, or Spanish countries and stuff, um, you know, I found out not too long ago that you know slavery had been in other countries. It's been in, I believe, it's been in Brazil too. Absolutely. So, so I think I think that, but these countries are still dominated by the majority of their own people. Uh, America is 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 what makes America unique. Is we have mixture of other nations and countries as one nation that's what make us unique among the other countries where it's majority of their own people when they when people come from their country they come here and they're minority but when they go to their country they're the majority the asians when they come from their country they become a more minority over here because we got so many different um Races of humans, but when they go back to their country, if I may, I have a I have a question for you, but I want you to answer really quick if we go to clip uh, part two, please. Uh, can I ask you a question? Is it okay? To me? Yes. Yes. Go ahead. I can't ask everybody for time, so I'm asking you. Do you think white people are a, a race? Can you repeat that again for me, please? Do you think white people, white people, when they say white people, are they a race? The I think they consider themselves. The brother, the brother I think says, they consider everybody, 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 everybody in the sound. Hold on a second. The reason why I ask you that, brother, there's not a trick question. When, we, when you leave outside your house, we talk about race, race, race. They look at white people as they're a race. If they are legitimate race by the father, it is wrong to to integrate with them. It, I mean, it is wrong to wipe out them because our genes are so strong. They got a point. They got a point of doing everything they're doing. If if God wanted them white, and He meant for them to live forever, and I'm not saying they only to live forever. I'm not talking about the the soul of them will live. I'm not talking about them the soul. I'm talking about white skin. They they they. they I just believe it's supposed to love everybody, whatever color comes, comes. But they're trying to preserve a look, and they say that white skin, the look, just the mere white skin is a race. Do you believe that? Well, I'm a, well, that's, that might be what they think. 
that's the way they think, but it doesn't, I'm you know. You, I'm asking I, for time's sake. I'm asking for time's sake. Do you think when you see white-skinned people just based on that, are they a race based on white skin? Well, I won't put you on the spot. Yeah, I, I see, see what you. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. It puts some on you, don't it? Don't it? And see what I tell people, and they say, "Well, yeah, white people, white people." Right. I said, "What are you going to do with Pakistani people that have albinos, and you cannot tell them what the natural are from white people?" I can get a bunch of Pakistani albinos in a room, and I promise to God, I don't swear to none, but I promise you will say those whites in that room, and not a one of them is from Europe. You will not be able to tell them. I'm going to do a show on that one day with a bunch of pictures. You will not be able to tell them. White people have their nose, their hair, everything. You will not be able to. So if white people is a race, Jerry Taylor should be trying to protect albinos in, in Pakistan. And most white people in Africa produce white-skinned people called albinos. There's millions of them, thousands of them, I should say. Most albinos, white-skinned albinos from dark, dark people live in Tanzania. First, we're going to clip number two. But then, turn on maybe comment later, okay? Okay. I just want to ask you just that bit, just, just between me and the way you were saying it. Moderator, is it okay to go in with clip number two? Uh, yeah, let's do yeah. that, man. Okay, let's just take clip number two, y'all. I ain't going to believe what y'all about to hear. This is pervasive on college campuses. But on college campuses, what they argue is... There have look at the civil rights movement. Look at the way that black people, for example, were treated, and the reason for this is so that they're protected, so they don't ever have to go through that again. Do you get protection by telling the people who built and established this country that they are uniquely evil and uniquely disqualified from any pride in their heritage? No. And more and more young whites are fed up with this, and they are absolutely right to be so. Do you condone what's been happening on campuses with people who are white and angry, putting up posters and putting up nooses? And do you agree that that nooses, nooses? Well, first of all, many of these cases of nooses or swastikas, they are either anonymous. We don't really know who they did them, but we also know that in many cases these are hoaxes. They are very tempting hoaxes for non-whites to do because of all of this uproar of sympathy. All of the coddling and all of the petting they receive if they can portray themselves as victims of these wicked white people. So the temptation is overwhelming. Many of these have been proven to be hoaxes. But you just said that, mm, you know, people who are white are raging mad. They're angry about what they're seeing. But they are expressing themselves for the most part on the Internet, not in any kind of direct way. They're putting up posters. And what do the posters say? Be proud to be white. The posters are innocuous. Don't feel guilty about being white. Is that a hateful expression? That just is a perfect example of the double standard. If Mexicans put up posters that said, be proud to be Chicano, or Asians said, be proud to be Asians, wonderful, good ethnic pride. When white people do it, oh boy, that's a perfect example of the double standard. I want to ask you about Donald Trump. Do you think that his election... Uh, to the office of the president. Do you think that Donald Trump's election has inspired people who do want to see this country as a country that is dominated by the white race? I don't think that it has really inspired anybody. In fact, the fact that Donald Trump himself has been accused of white nationalism, white supremacy, all the names in the books, 
I think that has made people, if anything, a little bit more wary because they know that the media, all of these watchdog groups, are on the lookout for anything that could have the slightest whiff of white supremacy. I've been saying these things for 25 years and longer. Most people in our movement have been saying these things. The fact that Donald Trump is a better alternative to Hillary Clinton does not mean that the atmosphere has changed in any particular way to make it easier for me to say the things that I've been saying. There are numbers that dispute that, though. They have seen more people reporting incidents of hate crimes, for example. Oh, hate crimes. On campus. Many, many, many of these are hoaxes. Many of these have been prompted by uh, solicitations by the Southern Poverty Law Center. They came up with this huge list of alleged hate crimes. None of them verified. None of them even checked by the police. None of them even reported the police. This idea that there's some sort of raging wave of hate crimes on campuses around the country, if you look into the numbers in any detail, you'll find that this is probably fraudulent. And the most, the most, the best publicized cases, an assault on a subway, for example, a woman who'd been knocked down, these things became nationwide news, every one of them turned out to be a fraud. Every single one? The ones that became very well known, yes, they had to be retracted. Now. Because there are cases where people have been prosecuted. There are certainly a few cases, but there have always been cases of that kind. Whether or not the election of Donald Trump has made them more frequent or not, I think that is a very debatable point. I know that the media love to have this idea that Donald Trump has unleashed the demons of American society. I don't see that at all. Our movement has been growing well before Donald Trump. And with Donald Trump or without Donald Trump, more and more whites are recognizing that they are being asked to do something that is ultimately suicidal. Whatever he says, whatever he does, whatever he does or does not say, that will not change. Our movement will grow because we have a correct understanding of history and human nature and what we're doing is absolutely morally irreproachable. Um, do you think that President Obama inspired people to join the movement, the white power movement? Not really. Uh, I would say something like Black Lives Matter. That has been much more of an impetus. Uh, let me correct you though. White power. You talk about white supremacy. White power. These are loaded terms. They make us sound like unhinged people. All we want is to be left alone. All we want is an opportunity to build our own communities that reflect our own nature. And we don't ask for anything special. We want black people, Asian people, Hispanic people. We want all of them to have an opportunity to build their own societies that reflect their particular nature. Nobody talks about black power anymore. That's obviously a militant movement. People talk about blacks being allowed to establish their own institutions if they wish, or to take part in institutions they want to take part in. And believe me, if people wish to mix it up and have all sorts of different neighbors of different races, fine. I'm perfectly happy for them to do so. Most people don't. And all I'm asking for is an opportunity for us to be left alone. Don't you have that opportunity? How are you not no. left alone? How am I not left alone? The U.S. Justice Department, under Obama and under every other president up to him, has been very diligent about trying to integrate neighborhoods. They want Section 8 houses here. They want integrated schools there. In the, work floor, in the workforce, even if you're a private, private employer, you can't have an all-Asian workforce if you want to. 
the United States government has been very, very diligent in trying to get people to mix together. What the government should do is recognize that most people prefer not to mix. And if they prefer not to mix, that is a perfectly legitimate and moral, moral choice, and they should not be prosecuted or persecuted for that. So you're talking about all-white schools. You're okay with all-white neighborhoods, all-white businesses. If they wish to be, if they wish to be all white, they should have that opportunity. But that's how you want to live, correct? That is my preference. Is certainly majority white. I'm not talking about any kind of 100% purity. But this reflects the desires of the vast majority of whites, whether they will admit it or not. We are all supposed to be celebrating diversity. But look at the way white people and non-white people live. Do all the, non, all the white people you know, do they have, uh, they have a multicultural experience day in, day out? No. They prefer to live in white communities. Churches, American churches, are a perfect example. 95% of the congregations are at least 85% one race, and many are 100% one race. Why is that? It's because no one has been trying. The government has not been fining churches that are not mixed. And when people are completely free to choose, they prefer to worship with people who are like themselves. There is nothing wrong with this. This is the natural human state. And we should build a society on a correct understanding of human nature rather than on some fantasy about what others would like us to be. I'm going to push back a little bit. Certainly. Some people might say, you're living in a fantasy because there is no way that this country is going to have an all-white society. It's just not well, happening. Uh, you may say so, and that may be true, but I still have a duty to my ancestors who had a conception of America and an obligation to my children who I think would be happier in the kind of America I envisage to at least have some portion of the United States where we can be us. Only we can be us, and we have the right to be us, even if that's just in a small part of the United States. I do not believe that my civilization, my people will survive if we continue to import everyone from all around the world and this idea that America is up for grabs, that people who are going to grab it are not going to the people who will carry my culture and my institutions and my people forward in any meaningful way. How would that work? I mean, where would black people go, for oh, example? Black people could be in a, in a place that where they could...
my goodness, many. Uh, the name of our topic, topic of the show is why many devout Christians are white supremacists, including blacks. Most of the Klan, most of the white supremacists are Christians. Most of the Republicans are Christians, folks. Most of the acting out of white supremacy are Christians. That's your faith in most cases. How are they getting it out of that? Because we won't talk about this. We won't attack this. We want to talk about race based upon, like John was saying, a social construct. 1861, after Bacon's Rebellion, they said, let's create this subclass. Then brought in slavery. It's, you know, you can't have what we can have. Bacon and your boys is rebelling over this land issue, but we'll create a subclass, and you'll be over the Negroes we're going to bring in from Africa. That's when they start using black and white up to then. Uh, Scottish would be white or black, and that's more biblical. So much of Ireland could be white or black, although it's mostly white because it's cold. But, I mean, you get to the close to that. Italian could be white or black. That's more biblical. And just to throw another monkey ranch before I go to the phone lines and bring on my friends. Folks, there is seven nations in the book of Genesis, chapter 10. Seven nations. All of them can produce white skin. All of them could because it's something that resulted out of sin. Albinism. And as the albinos begin to mix with each other, they could have lost the inability to produce pigmentation. To lose hair... In biblical days, there was a plague to not be able to bear children. There was a plague. Going too tall was a plague. Going too short where it hurts your joints. The father didn't make you for your regular, normal process to hurt like being too tall. If your joints hurt, something is there. It was sin. Going too short where your joints hurt. I'm talking about pain. There was sin, sickness, sin. Barren womb, sin. And by the way, to lose pigmentation, something as part as melanin that's in plants and everything, was due to sin. It's not just humans that lose their pigmentation, so does animals, so does insects, and here's the big one, so does plants. Do you understand what melanin is? If you did, you would understand that the Father couldn't have made men to stay white. It's just something that happens, but we're supposed to love and forget color, and whatever color we turn out, we're just that. So, anyway, moderator, it's back in your hand. All lines are open. Uh, do your thing, Brother John. Yeah, um, listening to, to this guy is, is painful because it's like, again, logic and lies. He mixes those up uh, a, a lot, and he takes great liberties with statistics saying what most white people want. Um the fact is, is that there are some white people that want exactly what it is that he wants, but that doesn't mean most white people, even the persons who may not say anything. He, he's just taking liberties and freedoms that he cannot prove uh, with any statistic, any, any statistic. Um, and so, yeah, I, it, this is almost ludicrous. Like he's about to say where black people should go. It don't make a difference where you say we should go because the system, European system, they're always in somebody's back pocket. Look at all these countries spread out across the world and look who came into their country, European. Again, not all white people. White, white people, 
don't take this personally. I'm really only referring to that upper echelon that got that got you and us deceived and misunderstanding one another, pitting us one against another. It's that upper echelon. Who orders wars? Not the people. The people the people vote in politicians. The persons who order wars are the people in power. Okay. You want to get in there, Pastor Chris? I was just digging on what you were saying, my brother. Well, right. I'm I'm gonna I'm attack one thing that he said. Yes, uh, I I don't see how he could dis uh, will really discredit the reports of the rise of racist acts. We have seen ourselves on the news, people here and and in other countries going into synagogues and shooting them shooting people up. Um, you know, it has you know why why how how do you you know you don't really talking about they're saying statistically it has gone up. Well, we know it's gone up. We watch the news every night. And and uh, what he said, the Southern Poverty Law Center has been around a long time. And I've seen some of their reports. My dad used to be a member of that. And they would, you know, they would they would write reports about racism and, and things like that in the United States. And it has been on the increase. And I don't see how you can deny because, you know, I study the white nationalist, white supremacist movement, and the president himself actually used code words that they use. Right. And, and so, you know, and then the fact this was, I mean, what did he say? They were good people on both sides. Well, both sides didn't run somebody over with a car and kill them. So, you know, it's it's obvious that he's a racist. Remember, Obama, we need to see your birth certificate. Come on, man. We, you know, I mean, we, you don't have to be born yesterday to see that he has white supremacist, white nationalist uh, attitudes. And the fact, you know, have you noticed how they, they like messing with voting rights, how they've been messing with immigrant status, you know, and, and so don't, you can't tell me that, you know, don't make an excuse that, that there has not been an increase of racist, racist attacks. And you can't tell me that there hasn't been increased. And I'm talking about for Latinos, Jews, and African Americans or blacks. It's on the rise. And, 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 you know, I don't see, you know, you present me some evidence to prove that, like, Dylan Roof uh, didn't run in there. Be, uh, you know, that's not, he, that didn't happen. You know, come on, man. You need, you need to come up with some better facts. Don't just say, it's, it's, I'm going to dispute that. You know, show me some numbers. The other side has numbers. What do you have besides your own True. philosophy and thought? You know, exactly. So, you know, so so I'm gonna let it go at that. That's enough. Dan, you want to get in there and make a comment in reference to that last clip? Yeah, uh, uh, um, I like I like uh, his ideal is is like a separate community, and, and that's that's gonna that that's gonna hurt our country even more. Of the way he's thinking, if he wants one race to be in, to you know, have their own community, what if another race come in there? It it sounds like to me it goes back to the fifties, where where people are attacking people that think they better, and uh, I don't I don't I don't think his idea is a good idea. It sounds very racist, and uh, <laughs> true. I believe it will cause more problems than do good. Even though he'll feel, even though he feels justified, that kind of thinking in a, in a country that we are made of a multiple race 
would cause more problems. Actually, that kind of thing can take us back to the 50s where people who who, who was in dominant um, made their own laws, made their own jury, and made their own decision who was going to die. And I, I disagree with his think, with his thinking. Well, if I, well, can we hit that next clip? I think that it's important to understand that what he's not saying is that if, let's say we were to divide the country up and every uh, nationality goes to a particular part, he still wants it to be ran by white people. See, that's what he's not saying. <laughs> See, if, right. if, you, if you divided up the country and white people, you guys get to have all of this. Let's let's put y'all up in the northeast where it's cold and stuff. I, let's do that. But if a, if if all if it's all Hispanics, let's say that are in the Congress and the Senate and the president, all of a sudden that's going to be a problem. Why? Because it's not about, it's not, it's not about just the division. It's about the power. And that's what he's acting like. It doesn't exist. That's what they want. They want to keep in control. It's not about just living in our own little neighborhood. No, it's controlling people. Uh, let's go ahead and hit that other clip. Okay, let me just add my little two and then we get to other clips really quick because I didn't add my, my mind in yet. I don't think, right? I don't think. But listen, really quickly, folks. Remember, half the country voted for, for Trump. And Trump was saying things like when they was pushing the black woman around at his, at his rally, he said, what did you say, Bill John? I said they purportedly voted for Trump. I have no reason to put any faith in that voting system at all, or in the Senate. Well, this, you can't this, trust this, it. This, this, I, I follow you, but what I'm saying is I believe half the country voted, like they said, but I do think there may be a line of what, you know, maybe Russia helped them or whatever. But here's the thing, folks. Are we looking around? Are, are we seeing what we're seeing? It's not hard to believe it with all this going on. How is... All these black cop, white cops shoot black people, and no whites are coming out. Nobody. A country this big, three hundred million, and ain't no movement. Look at how they're misdiagnosing us in high hospitals and so forth. There is no outcry. Look at how our children are not graduating in school, and all the things we're going through in the school. The suburbs ain't saying nothing. There is no outcry. Yes, I think powder cake, I think the word I'm trying to think think of, but I think we're sitting on something that is very wicked. And I don't think it's just a few whites. I promise you, I think it's Americans. I think we're all infected by it. I can see it. Blacks are a little better off again because we mingle with each other before I go to this next clip. But folks, you gotta hear this, brother. It, he, it, this, 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 this gentleman, this brother. Yeah, I consider him my brother, human brother. But my point is this: I don't think we see it like we think we see it. I think it's Americans. It's black folks that don't want to live around black folk. <laughs> hey, Seth, can I agree with you? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get out. Let me get out real quick. There's black folks that say we're dirty. I hear it all the time. Listen, you ready for this? I live in a place where it's mostly black, and they throw trash out like, and whites, when they come behind them and they say, they're dirty, I'm saying, they are. But it's not all blacks, because you go to Atlanta, that's a black city, and there's certain parts of the immaculate. How is that? 
So we have to understand some of our people are poisoned and they have low self they have low self esteem and they they think they're niggas and they say crazy stuff and if you try to talk educationally, they'll say you're trying to talk white. I'm not gonna throw no relatives under the bus, but I had a relative just came the other day because I was trying to go a certain nice neighborhood trying to ride around these white folks. Not now, just say they was black. There's all kind of black communities in the Dallas Fort area. What do you mean get around white people? What do you mean you're trying to be white when you're trying to talk proper? Well, you're just talking proper English. It's white folks that go to English class, too. It's a sickness in America, man. So what this white man is saying is we want to live around whites because they don't want to face what their actions have created, the monster that some of us has become. They want to run away from the monsters, but you're the one to create your culture. Not white people in general. Your people in charge is the one that did this. But like Brother John said so eloquently, the Most High is behind it all, folks, because we are truly Israelites and all these supposed to walk through these curses because of our forefathers. It's a whole other topic. But let's go to clip number three. Brother John, did you have something to say quickly? No, Pastor Chris did. Yeah, yeah quick, go ahead. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I, said, I just wanted to agree with you. I, I really agree with the fact what you said about people not standing up or speaking out about it. In other words, there's, you know, there are those who voice what they feel and there's a silent majority of people who, that we don't count because we don't hear from them. But I'm in full agreement with you about, you know, if, if, if about them not speaking out or not saying what they truly believe. And, you know, because you see the things that are going on and nobody's saying anything about it. Are hardly saying anything at all, and so I think you're right about about there's a huge silent majority that agree with 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 your man that we've listened to clips from, but they don't say it, but they agree with it, and we need to be aware that just because they don't speak doesn't mean that they're not in agreement with him. I thought that was a very valid point. Very point confirmed. Brother John, what do we got? I suggest we take this hand quickly and go to this clip number three first. We're gonna play the all these clips. We got two. After this clip, we got two more. I think we can do it in a timely manner. But uh, Carlos, before you come on, I will say this. Uh, well, let John, uh, John, go ahead and control that. I'm gonna let you step back and let you handle this. Let's let's Carlos do this. Let's do this. Let's go ahead and make an agreement to to push this over 15 minutes because. It is a pretty provocative topic, and we've all kind of been uh, sharing as, as we so desired, and we do have a couple of clips left plus the hand. If everyone can agree, I'm even I, we'll, we'll, we'll put aside my church's chicken. Um, it can be the stereotype, <laughs> but it's the special on Mondays and Tuesdays. <laughs> but let's go ahead and grab you that need hand. You need to get <laughs> Big Mouth is had some Popeyes in the area, but with that being said, let's drive back. Let's drive back. Okay, Eric Cole, uh, thank you. We'll do that. Uh, Eric Cole, 903 278, coming at you right about now. Go ahead with your question or comment. We would love to know your name and your city, please. Hello, everybody. Uh, this is uh, Kenwin Castleberry out of Tyler, Texas. Mr. Castleberry, how's it going? All yeah. right. Oh, uh, it's going all right, brother. I just got a real quick thing that I just want to throw into the pot of the conversation. Uh, have we all considered the fact that maybe uh, tribal uh, was the difference in white people? Uh, I don't think they all, uh, what time period did they all consider themselves the same race? You know what I mean? Uh, 
being that there are some of them with blue eyes and blonde hair, you got the brown hair, you got the red hair people. It seems like over here in America, their new world is when they uh, begin to try to unify. Sound like you kind of want to, uh, yes, uh, I think it's all tribal, and uh, they're trying to unify and become as one. Uh, I just want to throw that in the pot. Uh, I think it's all tribal people uh, uh, want to know if they should uh, unify with other tribes and whatnot, just the same as we do. So uh, uh, that's that's all I wanted to say on that. Yeah, brother Caswell, thank you for your call. Just FYI, you're very, you're very active, brother. Uh, again, they brought a ditch in the service here in less than 15 seconds. They brought a ditch and ditch and ditch. If I can talk tonight, they brought these servants here, and, uh, white and black, mostly white, promised them uh, 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 40 acres, not 40 acres, it was more like 50 acres or 100 acres, and mules, plural, and uh, they got, got this new world that became a land dispute with the Indians and so forth, we got to this. Bacon uh, was a gentleman that didn't have, wasn't having it. They rebelled several times. But when Bacon got, when, when Bacon's rebellion, they really got the attention of Governor Berkeley, and they said we're going to create something called, definitely start to call each other white and black. And the whites laughed at it. They feel like it was going to fly away. They said it's a silly system. But basically, they were creating an underclass, a new underclass, which was bringing up Africans. And, um, it was a way to hush, it was a way to hush, hush that, the rebellion, and so, the, and it was successful. And so, that, you have to do research on that, so look up on the YouTube, those be interested in something called Invention of the White uh, Race. Uh, we did this on, on this show, even, so Google Five Moon Song and uh, uh, White People, just that phrase, and you should be able to get that show, brother. But appreciate your call. All right, thank you, brother. That brother, every time he called his show, he always says something provocatory. Okay, Eric, we got another hand that went up. Eric code 9, excuse me, 864-340. It's a different Eric code we haven't seen in a while. Uh, Go ahead with your question or comment. We would love to know your name and city, please. Hey, what's going on? It's uh, Brother Shabazz. I'm calling from uh, Columbia, South Carolina. How y'all doing? Good, good. How you doing? From South Carolina, Columbia, South Carolina. Oh, okay. Well, 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 welcome to your, welcome to the show, brother. What you got to say? What's on your heart? Uh, well, it sounds like uh, uh, I, I kind of called in a little bit late, and um, you know, what we are going through is definitely um, you know, I heard the last brother say something about tribal, and you you could you could say that to a degree, but I think even when you look at the 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 nature of the European and a lot of times people say you know embodied in Donald Trump is one of the aspects of what some of these Europeans do um even when you look at I think Prince Andrew um he was just cited for having um some of the human sex traffickers being actually ordered you know he actually ordered so when you look at um you know what Greeks and what Romans have been doing specifically in their tribe, you know, is a thing that basically was a one where they prided themselves at learning the majority of the ways of ancient Egypt. And we do know ancient Egypt is in Africa. And, you know, where, you know, what I got from the Bible is, you know, just going back to what you guys, you know, what the title is, talking about um, the nature of white supremacy. 
And Astro Quasi, he's made a point saying that we as black people, we've made our enemy our deity. I can remember plenty of times going to drink that blood and eat the body of Jesus by looking at a picture of a European man. And at the end of the day, you know, you are embedded in a situation where you've been praying a long time. You've been giving your church money all to go and get killed and lose your life in the church. Um, so when we are asking ourselves, we're questioning ourselves, how do these things work? Who are we? Um, a lot of times we've never been educated substantially. Why? Because the same people that are throwing us in jail, the same people that are killing our unarmed black men and women, children, um, they are the ones that are teaching our children. This is a reality. That hasn't changed. I have a brother that's a doctor, has a doctor. If I may, in the, in the, if I may, uh-huh. if I may, uh, in interest of time, definitely point taken. And um, I apologize for having to cut you off, but we have to get. Oh, that's we had like two. Yeah, we have two clips. Is it, brother Seth? Uh, two more. Yes, the brother was saying. Yeah, we have two more. Two more. Two more clips. Absolutely appreciate your comment. Please, we're going to do the second installment next week. Please call us early. We'd like to hear your 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 okay, uh, yes, sir. your viewpoints. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. All right. Okay, folks, I'm actually going to play clip number five. I don't know where four is, but I'm not going to even, um, I can't too late to download it. I just saw it. Uh, Here we go, here we go, here we go. Well, yeah. Yeah, here we go. Clip number four. This White people who have changed our immigration policies to let in the whole world. Elite white people whose lives are not the least bit damaged by the change in the composition of our neighborhoods, of our public schools. White people who don't send their children to schools where you have to have 15 interpreters at the PTA meeting. White people who don't live in neighborhoods where you can't play baseball on the baseball diamonds because the Mexicans are playing soccer. White people whose lives are utterly unaffected by the diversity they claim to celebrate. It appears your life is unaffected by that. And how many people can afford to live in a neighborhood like this? That is exactly the point. All of these elite white people who claim that they favor multi-this, multi-that, and who live in their private enclaves that are overwhelmingly white. Where did the Clintons move to after they left the White House? Chappaqua, New York. The great champions of diversity live in about as white a place as you can possibly find this side of Iceland. And black people people would call that white privilege. Uh, well, it's a privilege, yes, to live in, the, in a kind of neighborhood that white people, because they build attractive neighborhoods, have built. My point is that whites should not have the privilege of living in the kind of society their ancestors built. They deserve that privilege. What I'm saying is the people, the white people, who are most enthusiastic about promoting diversity for the poor slobs who live in trailer parks, they don't. Forgive me. Okay, that's good. What, I, what I'm saying is that the elite whites who never suffer from the effects of diversity themselves are saying, oh, it's so wonderful, when it affects those who cannot escape from it as they escape from it. Those people are contemptible hypocrites. If I were in the business of hating anybody, those are the people that I would hate. Speaking of hypocrites, is Donald yes. Trump a hypocrite? I can't claim to know Donald Trump's mind. And I never believed that he promoted these policies that would slow white dispossession because he cared about white dispossession. 
So I don't know whether he's a hypocrite or not. I would have to know what he really thinks about things. He is certainly breaking some of his campaign promises, but virtually every politician does that. He's got more than three more years. Maybe he will build the wall. Maybe he will repeal these amnesties. We'll see. But uh, so far, he has not been doing what he promised he would do. Some of the things which he promised he would do on the very first day. Tell me what your dream for America is. My dream for America is a nation in which every group has the right to express its own preferences, have its own institutions, perhaps even its own part of the country where they can be genuinely who they are. That is my dream for America. So completely segregated. If that is what they wish. If there are people who wish to be integrated, by all means let them integrate. But for those who wish to be with people like themselves, just as so many church congregations are overwhelmingly one race, one language, one nationality, let people separate if that's what they wish. What is wrong with that? How do you respond to people that say you're a hate monger? I would say, how do you claim to read my mind? All I'm saying is I want a chance for my people to survive and prosper. What is hateful about that? Is it hateful for Nigerians to wish for their country to remain Nigerian, or Egyptians to remain Egyptian? Again, Israel has the right to remain Jewish. Is that because Jews hate everybody else in the world? No. They want their people and their culture to survive. That's all I want. To call me a hate monger, this is utter nonsense, and it's an attempt to say, don't pay attention to this guy. He's unhinged. He's motivated by passion or irrationality, whereas all I want is the survival of my people. There is history that says that your people survived and thrived on the backs of slaves in Do you this think country. we invented slavery? Do you think of course invented, not, but you certainly not. profited from it. We abolished slavery. We had to go to the Africans and say, cut this stuff out. There are many places that still practice slavery. Do you think really the wealth of the United States depended on slaves? Canada is just as wealthy as the United States. New Zealand is just as wealthy as the United States. I do These think the history shows that the United States depended on slavery. They helped no. build the White House. The slaves in the South kept the South poor. If slavery was such a wonderful, productive thing, why was the South not the richest part of the country? It held back industrialization. The myth that somehow the wealth of the United States depends on slavery, that is yet again a calumny. Again, it's a, another attempt to make white people feel bad. And if blacks are such a uniquely productive, enterprising, hardworking group, why is it that black, black, that black countries and black places aren't the most wealthy in the world? There is no way this idea holds water at all. You don't think black slaves had anything to do with the building of this country? Of course they did. They were told by whites, do this, do that, and they did it. Right, and they were paid for that. Irish laborers would have done it, and Irish laborers... Not for free. Irish laborers would not have had to be raised from childhood. They would not have had to be kept in old age. In fact, there were many northern analysts who came down to the south. Hey folks, if you uh, click on a, a link uh, to listen to this show, you must call the phone number now. You're going to be disconnected. You'll be disconnected in less than a minute. Call the phone number, 914 No. Right? The idea that slavery was some unique.
politically productive system is completely wrong. Anyone who has analyzed the economics of slavery understands perfectly well that slavery held the South back. Would you not agree that the southern part of the United States, certainly up until the Second World War, maybe even the 50s and 60s, were the poorest part of the, world, part, poorest part of the country? Why is that if slaves are so productive? Apparently, the slave owners were bad businessmen. <laughs> they were bad businessmen because they had this idea that slavery was a great thing. They and they were trying to hold on off. to it. Free labor. Yes. Right. Well, Free labor, it's not free, it's not free. When you have to maintain old slaves at old age, raise them from infancy, it is not a productive system. Again, look at the external evidence. If slavery was so productive, the South was poor. If slavery was an absolutely essential uh, motor for American development, why isn't Canada poor? Why isn't Scandinavia poor? No. All of these countries are wealthy because they were built by whites with the particular qualities that whites bring with them wherever they go. The presence or absence of slavery in the southern part of the United States was, if anything, incidental and probably held development back. Is there anything else you'd like to add to the conversation? Let me think. <laughs> I would like to emphasize, I would like to emphasize that what I want is nothing special for white people. I want white people to have the chance to develop their own society, their own institutions, without being embraced by large numbers of people who are unlike themselves and who will change their society. People who are and black, brown, Jewish. People who are not religion. of European origin. Though it is obvious that Europeans will assimilate most easily in the United States. And I would say this about Donald Trump. He at least recognizes, unlike Hillary Clinton, that the United States is a distinct people. Now, he also recognizes that some people don't fit in as well as others. He has tumbled to the rather obvious conclusion that Muslims don't fit in quite as well as certain people. Now, would he have the courage or insight to say that being white is an important part of being an American? I suspect he would not. But at least, unlike Hillary Clinton, he doesn't think that he wants a world that's utterly borderless. He doesn't think, like Hillary Clinton does, that the American identity is an intellectual invention. He recognizes that there is such a thing as an American people with distinctive interests, and he wants to protect those interests. He has a sort of a vague, clumsy idea of what constitutes Americanness. But my point, to return to my previous point, is that I don't want anything for whites that I'm not happy to grant to every other group. Okay. I think we're, we're done. You talk about biology, and I just said to you, I'm a mixed-race person. What do you think of me? How are, how are we different? Me as a mixed race. Okay, folks, again, I want to thank everyone for tuning in to this, this, this uh, very, very informative, um, spiritual, um, political, um, genetically, genetical uh, dialogue, folks. I hope you listen tonight because we are putting out strong solutions. Some of them are Bible based, some of them are conferences based, some of them are science based, some of them are historical based. I hope you listen though on this five full stone network. We're very serious. Again, talking about why many devout Christians are white supremacists, in parentheses, including blacks. What I don't want to do with this show, if I, if I don't accomplish this, I will have failed. I don't want to make this some sacred cow like he's some weird dude. 
folks, a lot of people feel like him. Some whites may not want their own place, and maybe there's certain extremities, but a lot of whites feel like they kind of have this paternalism spirit, like, let's go help them. We have done them so, so much harm. You know, it's time for them to rise. Let's get, let's make a black president. Let's go ahead and put them in the White House. But they really feel like they did build this country. I talk to whites all the time that feel like that. They really feel like when blacks go to neighborhoods, it goes down. Many of us feel like that. Same mindset. Many of us want to live around whites. We love saying, I'm the only black on my block. Oh, my God. One day I'm going to do a show where I'm going to make this so clear. I just can't do it right now. But I promise you, whatever you hear him saying, a lot of blacks are saying the same thing. Louis Farrakhan, of course, Louis Farrakhan is, is, is a whole other breed. But uh, I can't bring on Farrakhan because Farrakhan wants separation for a good reason. But... I can't use that. I'm just pretend I even didn't say that. But, folks, again, thank you for listening to Five Foot on Network. We're swinging tonight. Uh, moderate your line is open. Uh, Brother Pastor Chris, your line is open. Brother Dan, your line is open as well. Erica 903 your hand is still up. You may want to press one so your hand will go down because you may want to comment a little later on on this show. On this show, you can comment more than one. But, folks, again, last thing I'll say is I don't want to make him like he's the only one. He's some rare breed. That's what we do. And we explain the way like, oh, thank God most whites don't feel like him. We move on. No, 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 no. Really listen to what he's saying. A lot of whites will never say what he's saying. But that man is not Wilson and Dixie. He's expressing the true fears of whites. You think they're happy about being a minority in 2044? Do you really think that they're happy with knowing that the white look is going to disappear from America? Are you crazy? You're not crazy, of course, but I'm saying, do you really think whites are jumping up and down or just not caring about, in a hundred years, scientists say there won't even be no whites in this country? You think they're that nonchalant? You think all these murders on of us on all kind of levels is just accidental? And the silence? The silence is what get me. They're not saying nothing because they agree with it. Some of them. And those that don't say go kill a black just feel like, well, we don't know what the black man did. You know that black man did. All these black men can't be guilty. Anyway, my lady back in. Uh, do we have another clip? Yes, we do. Let's run it because we ain't going to be able to finish on, on a timely fashion and we're already over. So let's go ahead and get the other clip lined up and then we'll. Uh, Y'all make your notes and we'll we talk about that after after this final clip. Okay, here we go. Clip number five is coming up. The idea that races are identical and interchangeable. Is it just complete fallacy? Aren't we all human? Of course we're humans, but all dogs are dogs. But they're not interchangeable and identical either. They're the same species. We are the same species, but we are different subspecies. And the different races of humanity have evolved separately for, in some cases, a hundred thousand years. We have developed different physical capacities. We have different. We have developed different average levels of intelligence. We have developed different average temperaments, if you will. These things have been very carefully studied, 
and people absolutely hate to talk about them, but it is part of our natural evolution. It's part of our biology. It is, is it your contention from looking at these studies that black people are less intelligent than white people? Black people, on average, are less intelligent than white people. That does not mean they're not some very intelligent black people are smarter than most white people. But by the same evidence, it's very clear that East Asians, on average, are more intelligent than white people. We're not the smartest race. We're not the most law-abiding race. We're not the race that has the fewest number of illegitimate children. All of those prizes go to the East Asians. It doesn't mean that I want to be replaced by East Asians, though. In some respects, objectively, you could describe East Asians as superior to Caucasians. But I am white. I have a loyalty to my people, just as I have a loyalty to my own children. The feelings are very similar. I feel about whites the way I feel about my own children as opposed to other people's children. I don't dislike other people's children. In fact, I can be very fond of other people's children. But you don't want to live with them. Well, I might, but I will make sacrifices for my own children that I wouldn't for anybody else's children. And that's a perfectly natural thing. And our race is our largest extended family. That's the group to which we feel a kind of instinctive loyalty. And it is perfectly normal for us to think that this is the group that is our primary family, but it implies no hostility to anyone else's family, just as my preference for my children implies no hostility towards my neighbor's children, of whom I may be very fond. Speaking of your children, do you think that an all-white university should exist? If there is a demand for it, and if there is, it's a private university, by all means just like an all-black university should it exist for people who want to go to an all-black university. As you know, on many college campuses, black students are demanding blacks-only dormitories, blacks-only social centers, safe spaces. God bless them. If that's what makes them happy, that is what they should have. But don't reserve that sort of thing just for them. We should all have that opportunity. A whites-only university, whites-only yes. spaces. Yes, exactly right. What's wrong with that? You could argue that you're discriminating against other we people. We discriminate with every breath we take. When you turn right rather than turn left, you're discriminating. If you have steak rather than rice, you're discriminating. But you're not hurting right. anyone doing that, right? If I refuse to associate with someone, that person is no worse off than he was before. His feelings may be hurt. If I want to ask a beautiful girl out on a date, she has the right to discriminate. And she should exercise that right. Am I, have, I been, have I been hurt? Maybe my feelings are hurt, but I'm no worse off than I was before. I Discrimination is essential to the way we live our lives. But there is the argument and, and that is borne out in history. The industrialization, sort of the discrimination that is an entire system did hurt people. Didn't allow, for example, African Americans to have new books, be in schools that were as good as the white schools. <clears throat> that, I believe, was an inevitable and deeply unfortunate consequence of trying to build a multiracial society. I was always opposed to laws that restricted blacks in any particular way. I believe in complete freedom of association. So laws that said blacks have to be there, I disapproved of that. I think those laws were wrong. But then when those laws were abolished, then we went without taking a breath to the idea, okay, blacks don't have to be there. We want to sprinkle them around wherever the whites are. No, so long as voluntarily people choose to associate with their preferred associates, that I approve of.
What do you think about, this just came up in my head, mm. what do you think about the Ku Klux Klan? Well, I don't know much about the Ku Klux Klan, but anyone who promotes violence or illegality, I completely oppose. You're okay, though, with their other ideologies. I don't know what their ideologies are. Uh, if, that whites uh, are far superior to blacks. Well, I mean, you just said that whites are smarter or more in intelligent than blacks, right? On average, whites are more intelligent than blacks. And really, to deny this is to just deny mountains of scientific evidence. Some people now, call that junk science. They have not looked into it. There is an enormous amount of extremely reliable science. It goes back a hundred years, and it keeps being reaffirmed over and over and over. And I can promise you, when the, time, when the day comes when we find the genetic combinations that code for intelligence, they will not be found to be equally distributed among all human groups. I would bet the next 12 mortgage payments that that's the case. That now, whites are far not more... Far, well... Look, and again, you see, everyone harps on this idea of being whites as opposed to blacks. East Asians, again, they are more intelligent than whites. It's just the way our different groups evolved, and we should reconcile ourselves to this. And I'll tell you something else. It's very important to recognize these differences because if we are constantly saying to black people, yes, you are just as hardworking, you are just as smart as white people. Because they the, are. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Well, hold on. <laughs> hold on. If they are, then the logical consequence is you are more likely to be in jail, you're more likely to be poor, you're more likely to have a small net worth for one reason only, because of those wicked white people over there. Isn't that the best possible way to teach black people to hate white people? Might work. Yes, it works very well. It works very well. Now, on the other hand, if we recognize the truth, and if we recognize that black people are not on average as intelligent, and they are not going to achieve at the same level as whites. But let them go as high as they wish, as high as they can. I'm all for that. All the way Just to the White House. All the way to the White House. But don't expect equal outcomes. As you well know, the Ivy League is full of Asians now because they are smarter and harder working than my people. But nobody says, oh, this is horrible, we're being discriminated against. Because deep in their bones, White people at universities recognize that Asians, if you go to a class and it's full of Asians, they'll drop out. They go, oh, I don't want to compete with these guys. They know they're going to do better. They have a sneaking suspicion they're probably smarter. We don't so make a this, big deal You don't think this. this is nurture versus nature? No. no. You think it's nature? Good cultures don't just drop from the sky, and the lucky people get the good ones. In fact, there has been there's a very important study called the Minnesota Transracial Adoption Study, in which they took black Infants that were given up for adoption, raised in middle-class white families, the idea being, okay, if it's all nurtured, then by the time they're 16, 18 or something, they'll be performing at exactly the white level. In the early years, there was an effect. IQ for young children is malleable by environment. By the time they're 16 or 18, they were operating at almost exactly the average level for blacks in Minnesota. No, it is nature. Nature is a powerful, powerful thing. And you find this in all sorts of adoption studies. Identical twins given up for adoption, reared in completely separate households. They are almost identical people, despite how different their nurturing environments were. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> okay.
appreciate y'all tuning in tonight and listening to the Files from the Stone Network. I'm going to turn on Brother John but before I do because he has to run. Uh, I'm not going to rush this show. Let Brother John run because he has things to do. And, he, and I appreciate him staying over because he didn't have to. Uh, folks, just know this is very, very, very important. I mean, I kid you not. It's not just one or two people feeling this way. All of the clan. That's what they do. That's what we've been doing. We've been explaining off that there's some extremist, extreme type of person. No, 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 no. This is the way a lot of Americans feel. And I noticed I didn't say rights. It's Americans. It's, it's, been, it's been forced on us. It's been bright with it. It's stuff been pushed and pushed and pushed. You know, it's, it's been a part of our system for so long. It's the truth. I wish it wasn't so. Man, I wish it wasn't so. But, folks, it's the truth. This is how a lot of our people think, and, you know, you can't get mad at them. It's just the way we was raised, you know. White so smart, a lot of people feel. I've been told if, if I've been, well, if I hear that one more time from a black person, ain't even funny. They're smarter. A lot of, not, not maybe not you. Like Brother John said, he was a, he's an exception, okay. But there's a lot of blacks that feel intimidated when they grow up against whites. It's always Methuselah. <laughs> So you see blacks that, that can say, yeah, I'm an exception. I've been in positions where I've done better than whites, but I'm talking about the bulk of our people, how they feel, and even some professionals, even doctors, lawyers, a lot of them. It, it, this is not some just rare thing, oh, they just white supremacists, oh, they just KKK, white power. No, no, you heard that, brother. It's white supremacy. It's the philosophy. And yes, I believe, like I think John was saying, or someone was saying, that the Father is calling for a season for such a time just to, to rule. Of course, that rule is up, and we see what we call the changing of the guard. Things are changing now, and they are fighting. They're fighting because they benefit, they think. And they do benefit immediately, but in the long run, they lose mightily. So that's what's happening. The Father is resurrecting a remnant of Israel, uh, uh, resurrecting Israel, and a remnant of them is going to be salvaged. And yes, we believe even returning to the land. But in the meantime, he's bringing great clarity to the scriptures by revealing in his last and evil day who we are as a people and what is going on with us. And the world is going to see this love story unfold and see who we truly are. Let me turn it over to, to the moderator, Brother John. Again, he has to run folks. And uh, then we'll finish out very, very shortly, like in hopefully five minutes with the rest of our my guests. I'll give them about two or three minutes to comment, and we'll wrap this show. But let's uh, talk to Brother John, because he had to run. Um, let's see here, Brother John, Brother John, if he haven't already left. I think he has. Yeah, Brother John had to leave. So let's do this. Let's go back to the phone line to Brother Pastor Chris, uh, again, of Alethea Temple. Appreciate him being on the show tonight. As one of the co-hosts, and Brother Dan, your line is open also as well. Uh, past look like uh, the uh, 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 Brother John Clark had to leave. The moderator, he has said he was having to leave. So anyway, Brother Dan, your line is open. Pastor Christian line is open. Let's go to Pastor Chris first, and then Brother Dan. Actually, let's go to Brother Dan first. We went to Pastor Chris first the last time. Uh, Brother Dan, what do you think of what you just heard? Give me about three minutes, and we're going to wrap this show. What's your final comments of what you've heard tonight? Well, he, 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 he repeated what I heard earlier, that um, in his own world and his own thinking, uh, and it's, he, he says that um, we want to be separated, we want our own community, and we're smarter than 
uh, other people. And thanks be unto God that God made all people and that there's different levels of intelligence. So thanks be unto God, he doesn't think like him. Haven't you heard, uh, question for you really quickly before you wrap up. Haven't you heard, though, Dan, lots of people express um, sentiments or just words of how they do feel intimidated by whites? They do think whites are smarter when you go to speak proper English, which you know, all of us are supposed to learn that right up. Like they, they say you're trying to talk white. Uh, now, there is a such thing as talking white in terms of nasal, uh, Pastor Chris, but and Brother Dan, but I'm talking about speaking proper. If you're trying to, if you're trying to do something with your life, oh, you're trying to be white. I've heard it all my life by adults, white, black, I mean, excuse me, uh, older black people, younger black people. I've heard it all my life from us. So I'm saying this, again, is a, is a philosophy, not so much a people we're talking about tonight. I want people to understand that this is a philosophy, and it's strong in America. These whites could not rule. Last thing. Brother Daniel, we're going to need Pastor Chris. These whites would, could not rule with this white supremacy. It's a coin. It's a coin. One side of the coin say we're superior. They couldn't rule if the other side of the coin say, no, you're not. No, you're not. The heck you're not. It would just be a war. But in order for someone to rule, someone has to submit. Or else there's going to be a war. It's a flat-out war until somebody get in. With black America, we've pretty much agreed that they're superior. And those of us that don't agree with it, we, we're called militant. We're marked. It's hard for us to get jobs and so forth. But the bulk of our people, some people go along to get along, or you know how that goes. I understand that. But I'm saying there is some people that actually succumb to the philosophy and uh, believe it. And they don't hate they don't even hate nobody. They just feel like white superior, white ways are superior, white preachers are superior, they know what's better, white doctors, if I'm dying, I rather say white men are walk I've heard it. I've heard it. Finish about then we'll go past the bridge quickly in in less than a minute. Brother Daniel, less than a minute. Oh, less than a minute? Uh, okay. Yes, uh, I understand what you're saying. But regardless how people talk, if they want to better themselves, other people are not going to always encourage them to get better. And because of that, people just got to move on. Amen. Amen. Well, brother... I really appreciate you coming on the show tonight, uh, Brother Wallace. I really appreciate it. Brother Dan Wallace, again, Brother Dan is the uh, uh, the owner of Gospel Tracks Wow. Don't forget to check out that. Again, it's this ministry been around for a long, long time, distributing tracks throughout the world, really. Uh, one day we're going to have a Brother Dan just talking about the testimonies from his track ministry. Uh, so, again, uh, those of you that uh, have your for your evangelistic needs, those of you that have evangelistic needs, please check out uh, this wonderful two tracks or a little booklet that talks about the gospel of Christ. And uh, go to gospeltracksofwild.com and check out Brother Dan. So, Brother Dan, appreciate you, brother. I'm going to go ahead and uh, Pastor Chris look like he dropped. Goodness, I was coming to him next. Anyway, folks, it is late, and I'll, and I'll guess the normal stay till 10. And uh, so I... 
I do apologize for going on, but we have to cover this. Brother Dan, really thank you for your time, brother. Uh, you're welcome. Interesting program. Yes, yes, yes. I appreciate it, brother. Appreciate your time. And folks, this brother Dan always from Forward Text. Pastor Chris again from Forward Text. He had to go. Uh, but the moderator, brother uh, John, business and he had to go. These brothers are very busy, and so it's not a problem to leave early. But again, folks, what are you going to do with what you've heard next week? Well, before I talk about next week, what are you going to do with what you heard? Again, if you we say white and black all the time, white this, black that. Every time you say that, you're giving credence to a white. As a race, I mean, what else are we going to say? Um, that's the question. Because there's no such thing as a people. I mean, yes, we call them that. And we've created that. Uh, they created 1861, and we've been saying it ever since. But we probably should get away from them and just call them our brothers and sisters. Because, again, there were 70 nations in Genesis 10 per what the Father calls a nation. And of those nations... There is something that happens to the body where you lose pigmentation, albinism, where you lose your complete pigmentation. And while whites are not albinos, once they, those albinos mix with pigmented people, you can produce all shades of white people uh, with white hair. And again, uh, they are us, we are them. I don't believe it's us versus them. If I presented that tonight, we presented that tonight, I apologize. We are them. I believe we are white people. They're, they are him, part of our human family, again, of the 70 nations. All of them, every nation, even to this very day, can produce white-skinned people, blonde hair, blue eyes. They can actually go and live in Europe, and you, with the natural eye, could not tell. Even microscope can tell. They share the same genes, you know. Again, not, not albinism, but they are not far from it. A lot of them have um, blonde hair. And then a lot of us have blonde hair. I'm telling you, that's our people. We are them, they are us. So what do you call them? They don't want to unite with the white people, white-skinned people in Tanzania or Africa or in Pakistan. This whole foolishness of white skin based upon a nation based upon skin color is foolishness. So we better get away from it. We better think of something to call them. That's why I just call them my brothers and sisters so often. I get in trouble for it. But really and truly, there's no such thing as a white nation authorized by the Most High, looked at a certain blessings to come upon them like certain nations was blessed. You know, the Amorites was cursed, or the Amorites was blessed, or this nation is supposed to be blessed with this. The Father looking at them as a blessing, and the prophets calling them out there. Again, there's white-skinned people in all seven nations. <laughs> but you never thought about that, huh? Anyway, folks, I love every single one of you. And there is nothing you can do about it. I want to say to y'all, keep on fighting for truth. We've talked a lot about a lot of gloomy things. Again, we're not trying to beat up on Jerry Taylor. In his mind, he's defending something that he believes exists. If white, God made white and meant for it to live forever, that man is doing everything right. But I don't think what he's defending is a legitimate race. I think he's defending, it's almost like people defending a handicap. After a while, if we eat right, that handicap people are going to disappear. Or that condition is going to disappear. Their souls will never go nowhere. Why people ain't going nowhere soul-wise? And we forget about that. That's who they are, not the white skin. It's their soul. They're us with them. 
Christ's skin will be erased through love and colorblindness and, and medic with medicine. Uh, even a lot of people get darker through that. That's this way you can get dark through medicine. It's just such a fickle thing to try to base a race off of. Just like I said, be calling like uh, people with handicap. And you got to understand the Bible days it was looked at like a plague. It's the truth. It's a whole other topic. Again, Google Firestone, Blog Talk Radio, and the term leprosy, Bible leprosy, something completely different to get more information on that. Folks, I love every single one of you. I know I said it earlier. I love every single one of you. White, black, I just love you. I really do. None of y'all have convinced me or done anything to convince me you worth hating. White people have been used by the Most High. He calls in his army, his people. But again, to do evil. He uses evil nations. He's done it since the beginning of time to bruise his own people when they disobey. And he said in Jeremiah 16 and 16 that he will call all, all of the families of the north down to Jerusalem that will siege that city and that area and that those people will gather captivity as the sand. He talks about it in Joel 2 as well. But there was never a nation like this, will not be a nation like this for many generations. And we feel like we are those many generations later. Folks, we can go on, 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 on. But listen, next week, next week, I'm going to have on this same topic. But we're going to have on the, uh, 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 we're going to be playing audio clips by G, G, uh, T, Tim Wise debating Jerry Taylor, a white gentleman, debating this white gentleman. And what Jerry Taylor is going to say, he's going to say some things we didn't even think to say. He's going to come out of a different box we didn't even think to come out of, and he attacks Jared on this whole concept of white being a nation and how ludicrous it is and what happened in 1861 and how what the white countries were before they came to this country. Then they came here all of a sudden. They start trying to unite and be white. He attacks it. you got to hear it next week. And I plan Tim Wise because nobody really put Jared in this place like Tim Wise does unless one of us debate him. <laughs> but anyway. Check out this last song. It's just encouraging to keep on fighting. You better keep on fighting, folks, because we have the victory. The Father is doing this changing of the guards, and nobody can stop it. It's going to happen. As women of Israel is going to come forward, the world is going to see, and Scripture is going to be made clear. Good night. Again, this is a song. Y'all know I put a lot into the first and last song. This is a song just reminding us to keep on fighting. Please listen to the end. You'll be blessed. Listen to the end. Remember. The Bible tells us that we're more than conquerors and that we can do all things through Christ, which strengthens us. Am I right? So the thing you want to do is to keep on
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 